Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sport of Kings podcast. On this special Thursday pod, we will discuss all 14 Breeders' Cup races this weekend, November 3rd and 4th. This is show number 249, November 2nd, 2023. I'm Scott Carson, founder of Sport of Kings, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hall of Fame handicapper, Chris Larmy. Chris, has uh, anything crystallized since our last pod a few days ago? Um, I've, I've changed my thinking. I don't know if it's any more crystal clear. It might just be murkier, but definitely it's evolved a bit, um, since we talked before. Uh, and, um, you know, but uh, I definitely have some, uh, uh, some changes in, in some of the, my thinking in our earlier pod. So for those, uh, who are actually going to listen to both these pods, um, that we recorded this week, um, uh, they'll probably see some differences when we talk about it. We got another great guest that comes at it at the game a little bit differently than you or I or Marcus. So hopefully he'll shed some light on some things as well. And we have a special returning guest. He's the chief trips officer of Trip Note Pros. He finished second in the Flow Cal Faceoff on horse tourneys, winning over $80,000. He's Benny South Street. Benny, welcome back. Good to be with you guys. Glutton for punishment before the Breeders' Cup. I love it. <laughs> uh, speaking of punishment, is there any theme for this year's Breeders' Cup for you? For me, uh, yeah, rap music. Right now I'm just bumping a little Whiz Kid, Nipsey Hustle, and Jack Harlow uh, while I'm watching my replays. I might mix in a little Khalid later, too. Or who knows, maybe even some Juice World. Um, that's the theme. So you think there's going to be R&B some sam- music? There's going to be some samples in your trip notes. Oh, you mean like in print? No, 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 no Easter eggs in the notes. Um, yeah, just okay. uh, no sleep trying to get through with a little, little picking up music. Most fifty-year-old white males aren't listening to hip hop and rap, but I am. So, well, you know, maybe, maybe that's what makes your trip notes so great. It could, or it could just be that we kick ass. <laughs> You're never out of work. That's the that's that's, that's the true. bottom line. It's true. All right. It's well, true. we well, before before we get started, I'll just ask Chris if you have any questions for Benny. Um. No. Let's get going. We have a lot of races to get through, so let's roll. We've got like <laughs> six hours of content to <laughs> to get through here, so. We'll, We'll start with the fifth race on Fridays, the Juvenile Turf Sprint. Benny, what do you got here? Kicking it off, huh? Um, you know, the, uh, with no real conviction, uh, I'm going to land on Slider uh, for a couple of reasons. One is I just thought he was super impressive last time, first time on turf. 
I felt like he got a little lost on the lead, drifted as a result of centrifugal force, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, but if you go through his PPs, he ran against what I believe to be the best horse in Baffert's barn and Heartland. I don't know where that horse has gone since here, but he ran huge in defeat on a late running outside bias, parked in start number two at three to five, and then came back on turf. Um, Jimmy Creed's love the turf. Like I said, I felt like he got a little bit lost last time. There's a ton of speed drawn to his inside here. So while he is drawn outside, you know, he's in the 11 hole and and five furlongs is no picnic. I do think some of these runners are going to get away from him. Um, you know, Hector Berrios is, a, is an excellent turf rider, uh, and I think he'll find a gap and save some ground and come running late. Um, wasn't really in, in love with any of those inside runners. Um, I know Chris has probably watched some replays of the Euros, so good on him for that, and I'll, I'll, I'll be... I'll be ready to listen with pen and paper in hand. But uh, as far as the the, uh, the horses from the U.S., I'm going to land on Slider. Right. What I like about him is he, he does like to run near the lead, but he doesn't have to have the lead. And I think that's an important tactic to have uh, in this race. Chris, where are you landing here? Well, in our preview show, I like Slider. Um, I really have, I mean, I still think he's a good horse, but that post to me is just sort of the death knell for him. I just don't see him getting over. He's wants to be forward replaced and there's lots of other speeds. So maybe he could somehow work a trip, but he, I, he's dampered my enthusiasm. That's a horse where the post position draw really changed my opinion of his chances. And the, and the fact he kind of wanted to get out pretty much the whole turn, it looked like to me, and then he drifted out. That makes me a little nervous, especially if he's already on the outside. Um, so I'm with with Benny in that um, that horse is a good horse. I'm just not. I'm not, this isn't the race I'm going to play him. Um, but I'm hoping I can catch him someday um, because he did show me a lot, especially when he came back at the end of that last race. So you know, I I'm all about. To me, the winner is going to come from one of the the inside four or five posts. Um, I, I'm always looking for the speed horse on the inside. Um, I don't have a lot of separation between the top ones, but I'll probably go with Crimson Advocate just because he drew the rail. And if he gets away, I mean, that horse won at Ascot earlier this year on the front end on a day where Big Evs, who's probably the favorite, I think, on the morning line, won, but he was more impressive, I thought, on the same day over the same run. Um, so I, I, I'm i going to lean towards Crimson Advocate as my pick, um, but there's some other speed horses, including Big Evs inside, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, it kind of, this will be, the break will be really important for these inside speed horses, they're probably not all going to break poorly. So whoever gets the lead in the rail is probably going to have a big advantage. And I think that'll be Crimson Advocate. But, it, you know, I don't have any, uh, it's not a strong lean or anything. All right. I am, I, I have so slightly changed my position since the previous show. And I'm going with Cherry Blossom. You know, originally, I, I was I X the horse because 
Aiden O'Brien hasn't won with a sprinter in the U.S., but I don't see why he couldn't run, win with one. And um, <clears throat> I like this horse's pattern. It's run some good numbers on the sheets. And uh, it, I think it can lay just off the pace. And that's what I want in this race because I, I don't want the horse on the lead because I think they're going to run their brains out. I think it's going to be like a 20.4 quarter. And um, this horse, I think, can lay just off. And it's got a perfect post, I think. It's the eight hole. So should be able to work a good trip. And Ryan Moore, Aiden O'Brien, I think he could have a, a big Santa Anita Breeders' Cup. So Cherry Blossom. And then the, the other horse that I'm interested in is Starlust. That's who I liked in the preview show. I still like Starlust, but I, I do have some reservations about the trainer who has never won in the U.S., and he's only two for 12 in the money. Um, but this could be his breakout day. So so I would use both of them, Cherry Blossom and Starlust, and maybe a few others. Benny, you can jump in if you have anything to add. You know, the, the only thing I might say about Slider is the, the post doesn't bother me so much because – I feel like that's going to be baked into the price. So if he works out a trip, we're going to get more than, than maybe we would have otherwise. That's point number one. Point number two is he's not going to have a problem with the turn. Um, he just got a little bit lost on the lead and with a target and moving inward towards the turn rather than leading, he'll be fine. So that was that would be the only thing I would I would add on slider. If you like him, I wouldn't I wouldn't avoid him because of the post. Um there like you guys have talked about, there's a ton of speed drawn inside of him. Um hopeful, not confident, but hopeful that he can work out the trip just because of the price. I think he's gonna be overlooked out there. All those, all those it's just it's very hard to win from out there. But again, you know, when you look at multiple horses that are gonna run away, it almost puts him in the seventh hole to start which isn't terrible that'd be the only thing i might add yeah always if the if you know he at to me at at um eight what is the eight to one in the morning line um yeah that doesn't get me too excited but if he were to float up because people think that post like they think the way i'm thinking then yeah you might you, know, you might uh that might turn out to be from a betting standpoint not a bad play just in terms of his chances i downgraded the likelihood of his winning quite a bit when he drew that post and i upgraded the other speed horses um that drew inside and you know the other two i haven't talked about crimson advocate and big evs they're probably the other obvious ones no nay mets um and again it kind of depends on who breaks who gets the lead um uh, you know, they're stable mates side by side drawing in the one and two spots. So, uh, and it's kind of hard to predict what's going to happen. The other horse where there might be the play from a betting standpoint is the three horse Tiger Bell. That's the, the other horse that I think has speed, um, but might, it doesn't have the same speed as those other three. And it might just fall into a perfect pocket trip. Because to me, there's two ways you're going to win this race. It's a, it's going to be on the lead, you know, either sitting first or second just off the leader, um, or B, you're tucked in 
kind of in the pocket behind them and, and something opens up. That's the way you win these five furlong turf sprints, especially at this level. And more likely it's the ones on the lead than the pocket. And, and in the Breeders' Cup at five furlongs, I don't think a pocket trip has ever won it uh, for these two-year-olds, but um, it's usually just whoever gets the lead wins. Uh, and uh, But if that happens, they go super fast enough to maybe tire one of those three speedsters on the front end. Tiger Bell might be the one that totally trips out and that horse could be a, a really big price. So the other, you know, the Euros, the other horses, um, to me, that's the one that just from a post draw and running style might be interesting as the bomber. With a trainer named Adrian McGinnis, it's probably <clears throat> probably a good trainer. Um, however, do you guys know anything about this trainer? Like he, he hasn't run in the U.S. yet. Is he uh, is he a prominent in Ireland? I no, I don't know, and I just figure he has stout horses. <laughs> <laughs> is this an inside joke? I don't get that. If his horses aren't stout, at least he is. Yeah, uh, yes. McGinnis. <laughs> oh, okay. A little slow on that too. That was that was bad. That was bad. You, you rightfully <laughs> didn't have to pick up on that one. That was that was like really bad. Uh, sorry about that. No, uh, I don't know a whole lot about the trainer. I'm just going off of watching the horses races. It has speed, um, and uh, you know it it just could trip out. That's all. Okay, let's move to the juvenile fillies just because we don't want this to be a three-hour pod. So the juvenile fillies is next up, and Chris will get us started. Yeah, I, you know, in the, I, I, the only thing I have to say, Tamara or Tamara is she's a good horse, but I think I, I want her to prove it around two turns. So I'm. I'm not, I don't give this as a slam dunk. The problem is there's not a lot in here. Candy drew the rail. I don't know if that's good or bad for her, but at least I'm, she'll save ground. Those are the two obvious ones. After that, it's kind of slim pickings, but I did tout one horse uh, in the preview and, I, and it drew a really good post and that's to Jody's pride. Um, I think this horse will be forwardly placed. Doesn't have to be on the lead. Um, Hasn't been the, the uh, route of ground yet, but um, certainly is bred to handle the stretch out. Um, and watching its races, it's finished up well. Um, it's kind of hard to tell how good this horse is because it really hasn't beat anything, but there's not that much to beat in here after the favorites. And this horse, I think, has the big upside and gets Flavian Pratt you know, as the rider and a really good post. Uh, you just could get a really good trip and, um, you know, might be good enough to may if not pull the upset, be the long shot underneath the favorites um, in the bidding. So I'm going to go with Jody's pride as my kind of long shot pod pick in a race that I think kind of top heavy with not a lot of depth. Jody's pride entered for the first time on a dirt race. Um Benny, what do you got? I love Candied. I absolutely love Candied. Um, this is a sneaky bad trip. She was drafted. She showed good speed behind the leaders. 
She was traveling well. And then two runners that had room on both sides of her moved past her, put her in a bad spot. She didn't appreciate it at all. And Luis kind of niggled at her a little bit. She moved up. Backstretch came along. Another runner moved to the to her outside. She didn't appreciate that either. A little more niggling. She responded well. Uh, she moved into the race a little bit enough to where, you know, she was in a, a good striking spot. And right at the three-eighths bowl, when Luis told her to go, it was one big shake of the reins. She just exploded. And uh, she made a mockery of that group. She was green through the lane. She leaned in. She didn't change leads. I mean, she left some some decent horses behind. I mean, bright, bright work was undefeated. She made her look like a common maiden claimer. Um, and I'm not, I mean, although Tamara could win, she is fast enough where she's probably going to make the lead. Um, and she's had targets. So she's going to be in a different element, likely in front and going two turns. And I think Candy's going to, I think Candy's going to run her over. Because Candy's going to have what she normally does, which is that target. And she's a bully. So enough about Candy. That's who I like. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad to hear that you like Candy because I like Candy too. And now I like her even more. Um, I also like Tamara. And I think the, that's the exacta, right? I, I think that somebody's going to, somebody in the Breeders' Cup betting challenge is going to have this exacta for like $5,000. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully, I don't know which way it's going to come in, but it's, it's, I think those two horses are, are, are the deal. Candy has run two races and was only slightly slower than Tamara. And she's gone two turns already. And she did sort of take she she was in and among horses. I, I didn't see the subtleties of the trip that you're that you saw, but I did see her in and among horses and dealing with traffic. And uh she did she dealt with it. So and you know, horses generally don't run on the same lead two races in a row. I mean they 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 learn. So so the horse probably has even more. Another gear, and perhaps if she had social leads, she would have won by more. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise that she did that she didn't. So, so I do like her, but at the same time, Tamara is a monster. She ran a huge workout since her last race, and she could just blow the doors off uh, all these horses. Um, so I'll make Candy my top pick. The Candy Tim. To, to Tamara Exacta, and uh, wouldn't be surprised if Tamara wins. And just to to kind of inject one more, more little piece of information, Candy did switch leads nicely in her workout and looked really good after she did. So um, I know everyone's well, been I kind think... of raving about Tamara's workout, but Candy improved on her workout as well. But she did switch late. But you're right. Once she did switch, she took off. But it took her a while to switch. He was had to work on her for a while in that workout. But when she switched, boy, she took off. Um, so she's definitely got some upside. Definitely. Um, I, I have a feeling that Exacta is going to pay three dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> just, I wouldn't get too excited about 
betting that that exact, especially if somebody in the Breeders' Cup betting challenge decides to go all in on it. But um, it's not going to pay much because those are like the two obvious standouts, right? So uh, Marshall yeah, that, Marshall Graham is Marshall Graham is going to have that exact uh, for like five k. Or he might have a, that try those two, and maybe he'll have a long shot in third. Maybe like you know that's probably the way he'd play it. Yeah. Um, but I do think in the picks, if you beat Tam Tamara, then you, you know, you'll get some value that way. You know, if you single candied, you could get something out of that race. I, I'm not sure how they'll bet it, but you know, she's probably the shortest priced favorite. It's just how hard they hit her will tell you what you get because candied will be like way lower than everybody else, but. If they're you make her two to five, you might get a even a win price on Candy. So I'll have to wait. No, nah, she's not gonna be two to five. You don't think who, so? Who so Tamara? Think? Yeah, I think that's I think it's a chicken shit. Oh, I mean, it's a I don't like the morning line, is what I was meant to say. Well, what do you think <laughs> she's gonna be? Candy? Uh, uh I think Candy will no, be two no, to Tam- one. No, Tamara. I think they'll be six to five, two to one. Six uh, to five, nah, eight to five. Nah, Tamara's going to be under. No Tamara's going to be like three to five. Is, yeah, I don't know. Who else can you bet? She's going to care. I like. I maybe I'm just biased because I like candy so much. But yeah, I think you are letting your handicapping color in, in the morning line. The the buzz on this horse, daughter of beholder. Everybody's raving about her workouts and her last race. This horse has got to be four to five or less. There's no way she's even money or higher. And, you know, Candied may still be two to one or five to two because she's such a standout. The rest of the field is just so weak, you know. Quick we'll question for you guys. We'll Are you guys both playing in the BCBC? I am. I am I'll not. be. I'm going to be I'm at not. Santa Anita. Okay, well, uh, we should end this call then, so... Why, why are you are you playing on the BCBC? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, it'll be great because that that means the Sporty Kings podcast karma is is going to put one of you two in the winner's circle. It's and, like the Jim Rome show. Had, yeah. Well, remember the karma you got when we interviewed you in that um, that tournament. You know, the online <laughs> the flow cow face off. Yeah, yeah. The like last time I cashed the standings. ticket. Yeah, we interviewed you, and you ended up finishing second. You know, or yeah, That's second, true. right? Yeah. So yeah, where's our ten percent, by the way? Each, <laughs> by the way. Each, Jeez, a tough crowd. <laughs> yeah, but it's good karma. It's like the Jim Rome show, except the only difference is we don't have to pull like a Mark Grace and like go get slump busters and stuff. We're just going to stay hot right in here in the zone. There we go. I like it. All right. All right. Well, um, and the other thing I'm going to say about Tamara is just because I'm looking at my trip notes. She, she shook off trouble in both her races. And uh, that's, that's to me that, uh, that, that's the, that's the, the test of a true champion. Right. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if she runs away with it, but, um, yeah, she she's she's she deserves the hype, I think. Let's go what, to what trouble what trouble did she have? Well, in the first race she had a major the stumble. First at the, she start. Did. The, the first one she did, yeah, I agree. Yeah, what, what, uh, what yeah. trouble did she have last time? She's got solidly bumped after the start. 
And if you want to know what I wrote? N yes. What's the bump at the start was evident, but meant nothing. Ignore the comment. Well, it meant <laughs> nothing. You know why? Because she shook it off. That's why. That's why it meant nothing. Uh, okay. All right. She had massive trouble at the start. <laughs> well, I'm just no, messing she, with you, Scott. I'm just messing with you. But she I, had I didn't some trouble think. in her first race, and and then she did. She did. She and, did and have second, a tough trip. I wrote solid bump at the start. Yeah. That's it. But hand ride and cruise. When she's three to five, that's not a good thing to me. The fact that she had trouble at the start. It was her debut race, but you know, uh, I never like horses that have trouble at the start. So that could be, you know, a chink in her armor she has a bad start again in here so that's well, something to keep in mind she broke quick she broke quick it was like a mosquito like gnat kind of a bite there's nothing there i thought she had uh, a good trip but she, her deal was she's just incredibly impressive i mean she never took a deep breath yeah yeah uh, I mean, she, she's a great horse but you know she, look when a horse gets bumped like that sometimes it throws them off and and it didn't throw her off and to me it's always notable but, you know, it's not the same as a major stumble. Sometimes it makes them mad. <laughs> they just start running faster. Yeah. That, <laughs> no, it that actually. Bump, that bump it, pissed her off. No, especially like in a turf race, sometimes it'll light a horse up and they'll, they'll take off. You know, it's actually a bad thing, not because it knocked them over, but because it ticked them off and they, you know, they, they take off and they, they're hard to restrain. You know, they kind of get some wound up, so. I'm sure Mr. Trip Notes would uh, has seen examples of that where they kind of get lit up early when they get banged around. Yeah, you can see them not appreciate things going on around them for sure. All right, let's go to our third of 14 races. <laughs> it's <the laughs> Juvenile Phillies Turf. And Benny, it's your turn to get us started. Well, I didn't watch many Euro replays because I'd rather chew glass then watch more replays, but I, <laughs> but I did watch Carla's way and she was incredibly impressive. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I don't like to watch the replays is it's very hard to assess pace. And I think pace is a massive dynamic in turf racing. And most of the euros obviously are running on turf and there's just, you know, headwinds and, rabbits and all kinds of things that you know you're better off just reading about them than you are eyeballing them but this one i did watch um and the field was strung out uh caught the attention of the race caller who said that you know they were traveling they were traveling fast she was a gap stalker and what that means is you know you if if the running line were in the pps and drf you might see something like second by two right but what you don't know is that there was a huge gap to the third horse, uh, which is kind of a tip off that they were traveling fast. Um, so I do think she was traveling fast. Uh, the field was strung out. Uh, the leader caved like a prick balloon. Um, and she won really easy. She moved right past the leader. She just glided past, had plenty left uh, to hold firm. And she was impressive. You know, she was favored against Porta Fortuna and start number two um didn't fire a good shot uh and then came back actually had uh, throat surgery before her next race uh and ran much better 
and then really moved up in her last start. So I think she's legit. She's going to be probably my top pick. And of those that have run in the U.S., she feels pretty was one of and maybe my only strong upgrade on the card. I'm not sure, but she was freakishly good in victory. She she suffered a bad start by a bad you know a big bump uh, where she lost a couple lengths and she was immediately into the bit and wanted to recover. And Johnny just kind of grabbed her and said, "No, not yet." And she listened, which I love. So I know she's perfectly rateable. And then she just ran four wide all around, all the way around the track. Miserable trip. Uh, but she improved the whole way around, blitzed the field in the stretch. <laughs> and if you let the tape roll, you'll be hard-pressed to find a more impressive gallop out. She moved away from the group like they were tied to a post. She was way in front on the gallop out. So I think she probably had four lengths of trouble, maybe five, given her ground loss in the start. And then if I can use some colorful language, she pissed on this group when it mattered and through the clubhouse turn. So she would be the American that I think could possibly give a go uh, to the Europeans. Benny, uh, <clears throat> I may have to join the Trip Notes team because I wrote significant bump start, handy win, and huge, all caps, gallop out. There you go. You're hired. We pay $3 per day. <laughs> um, you can take that lump sum in advance or, you know, we can do it as we go, whatever you want. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> just, just buy me a beer and we're good. Done. <clears throat> okay. So Chris, what do you got? I want to know where you can get a $3 beer, you know, at a, in a restaurant or a bar. Well, well, that you know that it's e it's either pass blue ribbon or I just I just negotiated. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. I don't. I mean, if you listen to our preview, I've said almost the same thing about Carl's way, and she feels pretty. So I agree. Those are like the best U.S. and American horses. The only thing I didn't like was the posts they drew are not good at this distance. She feels pretty. Probably going to go three four wide around both turns with Johnny V riding her uh, from that post. So she's going to have to be much better to win it. Carlos way, I think has the speed to get a good position from that post. So I'm not as worried about it with her because she's very quick. Um, and I actually kind of like having an outside post because may maybe that'll encourage the rider to, to, to ask her a little early and get good position and be forward replaced won't be tempted to try to drop back, I hope so. But she feels pretty, I'm afraid, is going to end up being parked wide all the way around. So I would give the advantage to Carlos Way. Um, plus, she's a Euro, um, which is always an advantage in this race. Although in this race, actually, the American horses tend to do well, the Philly and Mare two-year-old uh, turf race. So, um, uh, but I'm pretty much the same as is Ryan. I mean, I could, but rest of them are, there's a lot of them that are about the same. There is one other Euro that looks pretty good, but I, I'm the top two. Same, same feeling as, as Benny. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go with another Euro. In fact, it's, it's my, it's, it's my and Aiden O'Brien's weekend to be together. I'm, I'm taking content in this race at 15 to one on the morning line. Um, uh, 
you know, hasn't run as fast as some of the other Euros, but is close enough and has space, you know, kind of broke through in its last race and has good spacing into this. And uh, 15 to 1, uh, that's that's the horse I want. Um, <clears throat> also, first time at a mile. And won, you know, won, won that race. And uh, that was her first win since her main race. So content for me, I do like she feels pretty. I think she is going to get kind of pounded. I mean, I guess if she's four to one morning line, I would think she's more like seven to two, three to one. <clears throat> um, certainly in the pick five, I will be playing both of them. I've got nothing clever to add. I thought Buku was interesting. Um, just not sure how much speed she has. You know, she's drawn well, but ultra impressive last time. And uh, of the five trips that we had, I think we upgraded four of them, and she seems to be forging with those, you know, core trips. But, you know, three turf starts, had no problem leaving the pack on two of them. Her last race was pretty impressive. I might use her a little bit, sprinkle her a little bit underneath and, and some tries or something. For me, the other Euro is Porta Fortuna. Not a great price, so I don't really like her a lot, but I mean, she's the second Euro, but I like Carla's way better. And then for the US horses, other than she feels pretty, I kind of like Gala Brand. Um, I think that horse is, hasn't really had good trips could be much better than the figures say. Um, it's a Bill Mott horse and it's been training well too. So, um, you know, they're, they're all pretty similar after the top two to, in my mind. I, but from a pick standpoint, I'll go with Carl's way. Six to one seemed like a great price on that horse. I don't think you'll get it, but if you do, that seemed like a, a really nice price on that horse. Um, I, I will add that Buttercream Babe I, I like the post. It gets the one hole, 30 to one in the super. It's going to blow it up. So use Buttercream Babe underneath. Slight chance to win. Buttercream. Hmm. Okay, the next up we have the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And Chris will get us started on this one. Yeah, the ho there's a whole bunch of horses that are going to get, you know, about the same prices, and I have knocks on all of them. Uh, it, the horse, I think, is the best of the bunch is locked, but I just don't like uh, the trip he's likely to get in here at Santa Anita. I think I like him more as a, going forward as a three-year-old, but he wouldn't shock me at all if he won. I mean, he, he was much the best in his last. Um, actually, he's been much the best in every race he's run in, even when he doesn't win. Um, so, but I just, you know, I, I don't think I can like it. The, the two Baffert horses are kind of obvious, but I, I'm not totally sold on them. So, you know, I'm just struggling. I don't, I'm really ambivalent in this race. Um, I don't really like anybody, um, certainly not anybody at the prices that they're at. So, um, if, if Scott makes me make a pick, I'll make one, but if not, I'm just, this is a race that I don't really have any betting interest at all.
um, Scott must be on mute. So right, right. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, I was on mute. In. Yes, you have to make a pick. <laughs> okay, well, I'll come back to me and I'll make my pick. Let me hear what uh, Benny has to say. Maybe he'll sway me one way or you might sway me. Well, I think I've already heard your, I think you're a locked guy, so. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I hate Baffert's horses. Uh, so if they win, uh, you will might see me wandering around the contest room talking to myself. Um, because I hate both bad resources. I don't like Prince Monica, Prince of Monaco at all. Um, had a very good trip last time stalking a maiden, an overrated rat, Miramati, uh, barely got past him. Kind of an average gallop out. Most of Bob's horses gallop out through the fence on the backstretch. That didn't happen with Prince of Monaco. Uh, I don't like Muth at all. In fact, Prince of Monaco's raced two back. They dueled in front of him, rode an outside bias to victory. So the only big figure he's got is a little bit smoke and mirrors to me. And that was his race and victory in Vespal. Uh, I don't like Muth. Um, perfect trip last time. Uh, I, I just don't see him moving up. Bob's horses, generally, they just start out fast and they just keep running fast. So I know what he is. He's going to run that, you know, 90 91 kind of speed figure um and prince of monaco handled him in the best pal uh although albeit sprinting and he did most of the dirty work but i don't like him and i don't like that post tell you i do like um i like timberlake quite a bit and i'll tell you why if you dig back to his first time out he started the 10 hole at a 10 at ellis park he got hammered like a good thing uh, missed the start on a track that was strong front running, strong inside. He had no shot that day. He raced on a moving sidewalk. They wrapped him up, draw a line through that race. He comes back and start number two. They put blinkers on him. I like the fact that they started him without blinkers and then they added him, added them. And, and uh, he just blitzed the field. They bet him again, dueled, ran off and hid. Um, and then the race in the hopeful he was best in that race. I know the hopeful doesn't show up speed figures wise, but it was a complete meltdown race and he missed the start, moved into the pace, did the dirty work and stuck around, uh, even though he, he got run over late. So that race wasn't as bad as it may look in terms of, at least from the speed figure, uh, speed figure perspective. But then he put it all together. So he's kind of improving to me and they're kind of fiddling with him a little bit. And he put it together they, going longer uh, at Aqueduct. They removed blinkers. He didn't break all that well again. Um, I like to write exacerbated fractions when they kind of make a little mistake at the start and then they move into the pace. And that's what happened with him. And he's real handy in the turn. So much so that he's almost climbing in behind horses. And Florent dropped his hands and said, no, 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 not, not yet. And he kind of idled, he listened well. And then he listened again when he was asked after that, when they started to get away from, uh, from him up front and he just ran right by uh, general partner. So I think he's getting good at the right time. He's learning a lot. I know that he can pass. I know that he has talent. He's drawn well, and I hate the Bafferts. It all ends up to an, it, it, it added all up. I'm going all in on Timberlake and the BCDC. We're gonna take all my money and then we're going to take all of Chris's money. We're going to put it all together. 
and we're going to bet it all on Timberlake. <laughs> well, having that's having let it ride. The... You don't remember that? We're gonna we're gonna get it, and everyone just kind of goes silent, like, "Ooh, that sounds terrible." Why don't we? But yeah, I'm gonna bet Timberlake. All right, uh, I I I have to tell you, I hate Timberlake, but love who, it. Who, who am I? Pressing. Who am I? But um, yeah, I I don't like a horse. You're gonna get a tattoo in. if he wins. <laughs> Maybe. A uh, huge and, race on the slop, and now goes two turns for the first time. Yeah, the, to to me that's that's X material. Toss, and um, I'm I'm yeah I I like I like that you don't like Muth because that makes me love Locked even more. Locked slam dunk rocks in this race. That's all I got to say. I've got nothing bad to say well, about Locks. He wouldn't surprise me. Uh, oh, but, oh, 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 did I just did I just co-opt? Uh, did I just speak out of turn, Chris? No, no, no. You were you were good. Okay. You're okay. Um, I was just gonna say. Um, it sounds to me like that Benny's saying Timberlake's gonna say bye, bye, bye. <laughs> down the stretch <laughs> <laughs> love it i think he will actually the, the, the reason why that sloppy <laughs> the reason why the sloppy effort doesn't bother me is look at his main i mean he he clearly handles a fast track also i don't think it moved him up at all i mean he dueled throughout at ellis park and he was just opening up without taking a deep breath and he's gotten better as he's gotten more ground he gets more ground today I'm hoping that people look at that sloppy effort and think it was kind of an aberration because it wasn't. It wasn't. He ran huge when he broke his mate on a fast track, dueling and just leaving the pack. Like that's bully material to me. I love it when they when they leave the pack in victory, uh, breaking their maiden. I think it tells a lot of what a horse uh, is capable of mentally. All right. Well. Uh... Yeah, I mean the the in in my handicapping methodology, Timberlake is insta toss. But you know, so I would just you know, I would temper your bet slightly. However, who who, who the hell am I, Chris? Did you uh, land on a pick yet? Well, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I I'm always against these sloppy champagne. One turn mile winners, they get way over bit in the Breeders' Cup, and I've never seen one win. So maybe this will be, maybe Benny's right. This is an exception. This horse is just exceptionally just, but these horses always earn big figures, and then they never repeat them in the Breeders' Cup. So uh, I'm always against them, and, and that's why I don't like Timberlake, but I don't like the Baffert horses either. And like I said, I, a locked, I think, is the best of the bunch, but he's, I, I, I'm just not sure he's going to get a good trip. But if I have to make a pick, it sounds like I do, um, I'll have to go with locked just because I think he's the best horse. So he's, uh, even though I'm afraid about, I'm worried about the trip he's going to get, um, I think he's the best horse. So I'll, I'll go with locked, but I'm definitely not betting him. <laughs> going, I'm definitely not going all in on locked in the Breeders' Cup betting challenge. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, great. Anyway, so a little spice for the pod. 
and we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll Back go street. to the we'll go to the Chris's Chris's son is happy to clear out the chair at his uh where he goes to get his permanent ink for you, Scott. <laughs> you just got to think about what tattoo. Maybe you can get, maybe in honor of Timberlake, you can get a picture of Britney Spears' um, face on your shoulder or something like an arm sleeve of Britney. Maybe that'd be good. Uh, you know, the important thing. The important thing is, if I get it, I, I I want it to be visible at all times. So maybe on my hand. Oh, good idea. <laughs> or your forehead. <laughs> Full sleeve neck tattoos always go well. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there, there. If Timberlake runs out of the money. There's no scenario in life where I'm ever getting a, ne a neck tattoo. I may get one for you guys at some point, but neck tattoo, not gonna happen. Okay. Sorry. Uh, well, go if 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 Timberlake runs off the board, which I think he will, um, what? tattoo are you gonna get we'll go side i'll go side bet with you at some point May, probably not this race because i liked the horse i also like the horse that you like um locked um but timberlake's gonna run well 100 he's gonna run well i'll be shocked if he doesn't again you'll probably see me wandering around mumbling to myself if he if he doesn't Okay, well, uh, think think about what a good side bet might be, and we'll move on to the juvenile turf. And that's the last race on Saturday, and Benny's turn to get us started. Um, one of the Euros is going to win this race, uh, so probably Aiden O'Brien, um, two or eight, lock it up. Um, downgrades everywhere. I got red all over my page downgraded several horses uh don't think much of these fields aiden's won this race seven times i believe um and so yeah <laughs> i was getting ready to do my aiden impression i can't do it i'm not going to do it um because it involves some four letter color and we're not going to go there but uh yeah two or eight is going to win this race unquestionable um i've heard has the most talent uh, but the reason why Ryan Moore chose this horse is because uh, he gets kind of worked up. Um, in fact, when he ran, um, he he just he he can be kind of a handful and a pain in the butt. So, uh, but I feel confident one of those is going to win. The only horses I really like from a trip's perspective are drawn near the parking lot. Um, so those would be Grand Mo the first and Carson's Run. I really liked Carson's run last time. I thought he was really, I thought he was impressive. Um, but, you know, the 14 hole, out. Grandma the first, 13 hole, out. That's all I got. I'm, I'm, I'm eating chalk this race. Okay. R uh, River type, River Tiber or Unquestionable? You're going to, you're going to choose River Tiber on top? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Two eight eight two makes no difference to me. You okay. can pick them for me. All right, I'm I'm going to put River Tiber there for you, Chris. Okay. What do you got? Well, I am. Um, I agree. The the two O'Brien horses are probably going to run one two. Um, 
The, the only thing I will say that the only potential scenario where maybe things are a little bit different than that are um, if um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of early pace in here. Um, so I think the five My Boy Prince might be a little dangerous. And I think, you know, the horse I like, I, I was touting um, on our previous show was Grand Mo the first. I thought he had just a brutal trip last time, and you could argue he was the best horse in that race. And that was chipping across country, first time two turns, first time on the turf. You know, had a terrible start, got parked wide, made a huge move, flattened out a bit. I, I think he could run a big race, and I think he's got speed. He just got a terrible start last time. Not sure why, but. Um, you know, if he breaks alertly, I think he could get over and get position, but you know, behind uh, you know, the five. And I, I think there's a lot of talent there. I don't know if he's good enough to beat the Euros, but I think he might be as good as any of the U.S. horses. And my boy Prince could be dangerous if he gets loose on the front end. So to me, those are the two U.S. horses that I would be interested in. Um, I don't think I could make a big play for them to win, but I'm thinking in terms of exotics with the with the O'Brien horses. So my, I'll go with my pick, you know, the play to be the 13 grandma, the first, um, but uh, you know, my boy Prince, depending on his price could be kind of interesting. It's just, I never know what Joel Rosario is going to do these days. I um, do. I know what he's going <laughs> to do. If he tries to wrangle this horse back, then that'll kill him. But if he lets him roll and sometimes Joel's will go to the lead. If he does, you know, but what do you think is going to happen, Benny? Well, with with Joel? Yeah, with it's, my uh, friends. What's he going? No, I think um, I was making a joke because he's become so. He's. I don't want to get into a jockey slam fest, um, but he's been the most overrated rider in the country for a long time now. I don't know what happened. Um, but he's he's not he's not very good anymore. He's just not. I don't think anybody will disagree with you that he's just been terrible uh, this year. Uh, just one. And everyone says this year it's 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 been a long time. I mean, it's been a long time. He he wins in spite of himself a lot of times. You know, he's put on these powerhouses, and and he wins. He's in great barns. Um, you know, something that no one ever talks about. He is comfortably, not just, eh, he's kind of below average. He's comfortably the worst skate jockey in the country. The worst. If you watch his horses, they break slow, I would say 70% of the time. I don't know what's going on. That's, to me, it, it never used to be that way. Um, you know, speed wins, right? We all know that. Speed's an advantage. He never shows speed anymore. It's anchor lag and rally and he's not a good partner his horses are oftentimes keyed up i don't know why horses do not listen to him anymore but they don't um and i like joel to be honest with you uh, you know I, I think he's incredibly talented he's rhythmic he writes a lot he's right he rides light he's strong um but his decision making is is really tailed off in the last i'll say five years uh and he's really good on the front ends, and he, he'll make the lead in this race, and he's hard to pass just because he does ride with such great rhythm and strength. Uh, and I wish he would do more of that. So, uh, 
So that's why I was okay. counting on him. He is pretty good on the lead. So I'm thinking he, he is. Uh, he could be dangerous in there because there's really not much to go with him. And uh, if I'm right about that, it might make the 13 hole not so bad for Graham Mo the first if if he can break a little early this time. He gets Barrios riding him a switch from Jaramillo who rode him when they shipped out last time. So now I, I think I think we can safely say if Graham Mo the first wins, Benny will still not like Joel Rosario. <clears throat> well, and no, with, he, uh, Joel is riding My Boy Prince. Oh, oh okay. Okay, if My Boy Prince, I'm just saying those, Prince wins, yeah. <laughs> Benny still won't like Joel Rosario. Well, um, oh, yeah, because, no, I, I, I like him. I like him. I don't, I don't, I just think that he's overrated, and I think that he's, he just continues to burn money. I mean, I got off of him a long time ago. I used to like him, and now I let him beat me, and he's the gift that keeps on giving. It's like almost free takeout when he's in the race because he's on well-fancied horses all the time and he wins less than 10% of the time. So. Okay. Well, in the, in the interest of keeping this going, I'm going to go. I'm picking river Tiber. Uh, I was going to go with endlessly, but you know, endlessly was my pick in the, in the preview show, but you know, looks pretty, looks, looks obvious. And I think it's going to get bet and I will use endlessly, but river Tiber has a beautiful post position, beautiful line coming into this. Interesting that he hasn't gone more than six furlongs at this point, but you know, this is, this is, this is the race that Aiden O'Brien likes to win. And I think he's going to win it with river Tiber. I will use endlessly and I will also use my boy Prince. I I'm against unquestionable because uh, you mentioned Ryan that he gets all worked up. And I noticed that it's one of the few Euro races that I watched a replay of and unquestionable was like all sweaty at the beginning of the race. And like it clearly had gotten himself worked up and you know, between that and the ship, and Ryan Moore not taking him. Um, I don't like him. So, so anyway, so those are my top three: River Tiber, Endlessly, and My Boy Prince. Use them all. California and, horse. It's brave. <laughs> and next, we'll go with the uh, the the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, and Crystal will get us started for this one. Um, yeah, we've lost a couple starters. Algiers is out. Um, every and practical move, I think everybody heard about him, so he's gone. So it's a pretty small field now, seven horses. Uh, seems like Zozos is gonna go for the lead. Cody's wish will be closing late. Um, I don't think either one's gonna be a price I'd be interested in. Um, don't really like this race, but since I have to make a pick, um, I'll go with the one stage Raider. He draws the rail. Um, to me, if Cody's wish doesn't run his race, they're all about the same. And, um, uh, you know, stage Raider is the one who's probably going to be the biggest price other than Cheryl's B who just doesn't belong in the race. So, um, I'll go with stage Raider, but, uh, not with a lot of enthusiasm. Um, the one horse. 
Stage Raider, let us not forget, is a half to justify. Benny, what do you got? Can I pass? I don't, I hate this race. I think this is a worthless race. I think Cody's wish is probably going to win. Uh, I thought he had a bad trip last time. He overcame it. Um, it was much too short for him. Uh, I'm I'm willing to to ignore his Saratoga race. It's the graveyard of the favorites. He didn't run his race that day, but he has won going two terms before, and he's incredibly talented, and I think he's just too good to lose to this group. I think he's probably going to win. Um, if there's one kind of weirdo in here, and I'm not saying I like this horse because I don't, but I really, I was trying to like this horse. Um, Lepa, the human anchor, dragged Sheryl's B out of the gate last time, and Sheryl's B hated the kickback last time. That is a clear line through race. Uh, probably needed the race anyway, but it was certainly a no try. Like he grabbed the horse out of the gate, didn't want this horse showing any speed. Uh, it was probably a prep anyway. I was a little bit weird uh, just because I don't really like anybody else. Um, so I might sprinkle a little tiny something with him underneath because I don't think a whole lot of, of these others. Uh, but Cody's wish is probably going to win. And if he doesn't, um, I, I can't pick the winner. I might, you know, lick a dart and chuck it against the wall and wherever it lands. You know, have you, you guys ever, I, I don't want to use the race thing because I don't want to be accused of races because I'm not, but have you ever heard of like Chinese handicapping? I might do that. <laughs> what, what is total, that? Just total cricket. It's what great, is, actually. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. So what you do is you just use the alphabet and you count the first letter of each. Um, you just count. You just say out loud the alphabet as you use the first letter in each name of the horse. So stage reader A, practical move B, Cody's wish C. See, there you go, Cody's wish. That's my pick. I was gonna say, Mike, except for practical, exact... practical move is scratch though, so you got to keep going. Oh, that's yeah. true. So yeah, you can keep going, but you you know you you know you never know what you might get, you know, when you have no opinion. Um, one billion, yeah, I can't you guys one billion people, one billion people in China are gonna be betting Cody's wish. He's gonna be one to five. <laughs> Probably, I did learn yeah. some. Yeah, that that is interesting though. I can't believe you, you guys have never heard that before. Yeah. Uh, always no. bet against that horse because you're probably going to get overbet. I like that. So it's a good angle. One other rabbit hole because I know this is going to be a ten-hour pod anyway. <laughs> I want. I, I I really, I really want to um, get a a a gift for everyone. You know they have those giveaways of the track when you come in. I want to give away Trip Note Pros dice. 12-sided dice that have numbers with saddle cloth colors on them to let people, like, if you want to box an exacta, you just toss the dice, and whatever comes up, you go play the exacta. I think that would be a cool kind of gimmick gift giveaway at the track. That's my 45-second. Dun Dungeons and Dragons dice for the old-school Dungeons and Dragons Yeah, but you got to have – yeah, yeah. You, you got to get the saddle yeah. cloth colors on there. They have to say Trip Note okay. Pros, of course. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
right. right. Okay, we can either go the the Dungeons and Dragons dice uh, route or the what was it? How did you the what was it? Chinese Chinese handicapping. Yeah. What you Chinese handicapping? Okay, so yeah, a lot of good good solid handicapping tips you're getting on the show today. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Lanyap, an extra unexpected gift or bonus. People are going to be calling this Lanyap Pod. All right, um, I will weigh in. I, I, between the last pod and this pod, I was debating: should I go with Cody's wish? Yeah, is is he going to just destroy this field, or is he over the top? And I decided that he's probably going to destroy this field, especially now that it's a smaller field. He's much less likely to get into any kind of trouble. Junior will be able to do what he wants with him. He should dominate. The other horse that I would be interested in, my dart would land on Skippy Longstocking. He's got good spacing. He's won this race, won his last easily. And uh, he should be up there, you know, just off the pace. And that could stead him well. Well, I'd say we, until we, and just to make sure we don't get into another handicapping method, we got to move on to the next race probably. Cool. Capital idea. Okay, it's the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf, and Benny will get us started on this one. Well, um, I'm I'm eating more chalk. I, I feel like LeBron James before a game at, at Staples, where he like grabs a chalk and just chucks it in the air. But I feel like uh, either the two or the six is going to win this race. I do have a very good note and a deceiving running line on Fev Rover. Fed Rover last two time. and the six, the two and the six. Yes. Warm heart and in spiral. I apologize. I'll start saying names from now on. Uh, Fed Rover number eight. I do have a very good note on. Uh, she was the the running line is deceiving. It says first by half, first by half, third by neck, first by two, first by two and a quarter. And they went fast early in this race. She was prompted and pressed. And then Javi kind of peaked both sides. He looked around. He decided to take back. And she actually ended up traveling fast, idling out of the pace, and she was like three lanes back in the turn and then re-rallied in one easy, which is impressive. So if there's a, if there's a horse that can beat one of these Europeans, um, I would probably side with Fev Rover. Um, but from what I've read, and what I think of the others, which is not a whole lot, I do think one of those one of those chalks is going to win. If you had to, if you're going to make me stencil in a or not stencil in, etch something in stone, uh, I'll take uh, in spiral. Okay, in spiral definitely has the best numbers, and but will she be able to pull it off as a favorite? Chris, what do you got? Well, I am, um, you know, I kind of agree that the Euros are tough, um, but, you know, Warm Heart's cutting back and in spirals stretching out. This is kind of a weird distance. Um, and they do go like an eighth of a mile downhill. So I think it's a little shorter than a mile and a quarter, but I don't think it's that much shorter than a mile and a quarter. But in spiral seems like, you know, the best horse. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with the same horse I touted um, on the previous show. That was the five-horse win, Maryland. 
know, this horse is, you know, won the Hong Kong Vaz, which is a better race than this. Beat the boys. She's coming off um, a couple not great efforts, but she does seem to be rounding the form. And the fact that they brought her over um, for this race tells me they must be thinking she's peaking now. And if she can run back to her good races, she can definitely win this. And and she actually is a genuine mile and a quarter horse. So, you know, she's running with horses like Equinox. And so I just think she's going to be a giant price completely overlooked in here. And she actually has a legitimate shot to win. She's a stretch. She might just be out of form. But um, I'm going to go go with her at a big price. Okay. Um... I was just noticing that Warmheart stumbled badly at the start <clears throat> in her last race and still won. So uh, that gives her uh, a little added edge there. <clears throat> um, I also went with Win Maryland. You know, <clears throat> this race, I, I think almost any of the horses can win. In fact, I think they all can win except for Lindy. And if I play pick ends, I'm using them all except for Lindy. And um, and I picked Lindy in her last race, but I thought she gave her all, and and it wasn't good enough. So I, I, I I'm I'm off Lindy for now. <clears throat> um, these other horses, they all have patterns that say they could jump up and win. And if you know, all things considered, I'll take the longest shot on the board, which will probably be Win Maryland. She's third off a layoff. She won the Hong Kong base beating the boys. She's circling back towards that effort. Um, I'm also heavily interested in Didia with the Moonlight, Fed Rover at 8-1, to one, and even McCulloch at 15-1. to one. So I would go deep in this race, and um, I, I certainly wouldn't have a win bet on this race. I would only use it in multi-race wagers. Anything to add, Benny? No, I, I like that you guys both touted a 21. I love that. I might go win the BCBC now using your guys' picks, which is incredible. <laughs> that would be sick. I've actually lost a couple contests from customers before, which kind of blows, but, you know, whatever. I got the nine bucks from them, so. <laughs> Hey, it's more than nine bucks in the career stuff. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't when they beat me. Yeah, but they became oh, okay. customers for life. Yes. Customers for life. Yes. Um, yeah, it doesn't work that way. We're horse players. But, uh, you know, I mean, looking at these prices, I, I, I can't believe Fed Ro Fev Rover is eight to one. I mean, if I was going to bet to win, there's a really good chance I would bet Fed Rover. The horse, the horse looks pretty pretty stellar just been a beast this year yeah she's been sharp I, i'm i'm against an italian i um i don't know she just hasn't sealed the deal in her last two races she ran very well last time in defeat um but i feel like she was such a bully and she's just i think she's just lost a half a step i could be wrong uh, but but she's gonna be my my fade in this race yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that a little over the top too. Yeah, she does seem that way. I would agree. And you know, she, 
she just may be at the uh, you know on the downside but she is likely to get whatever lead she wants and this is another one with joel riding where um you know he could give him one of the good rides because he can be good on the front end and um i don't know why they would not send her in this spot but um uh you know that she is a little bit dangerous on the front end uh if she gets loose o'brien does have another horse in this race the 11 and maybe he likes to use team tactics so anytime i see mcmonagle on a horse it means well brian must have three in here i'm guessing Let's see does he have three horses in this race you got two two oh well he's got just warm heart and and lumiere lumiere rock okay um yeah, I, I would think they're going to send that 11 and may, maybe that could change the complexion of the the pace scenario, because usually if he's got multiple horses, he'll send one of them. And it's weird if you watch European races, like he'll have the same horses in one race and he'll send one to the lead. And then in another, next time they're in the same race again, he sends the other to the lead. I, I haven't quite figured out what he's doing. Um, but he usually does something tactically as a team. So I'm guessing somebody will go. So this, so maybe they won't let an Italian walk on the front end. The next race is the Philly and Mare Sprint. And Chris will get us started. Uh, yeah, to me, this is a, a two-horse race between Goodnight Olive and Society. I like Society. I know... Probably our trip notes expert will downgrade our last two races um, because one was at Charlestown and probably wasn't a, 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 a you know a no passing zone kind of race. And Ellis has been a speed favoring track, but I just think this horse is really good sprinting and really good at seven furlongs and is really good form and um, is in a race where it should be able to dominate the front end. So given that Goodnight Olive is li likely to be a heavily played horse, you know, society's not going to be a great price. It's the second choice. But, you know, to me, these two kind of stand out above the rest. So I'm on the seven society. Now, I'm not sure um. we have Scott on. So yeah, um, I'm I'm still with you, and um, society was a triple-barreled pick on our preview pod. Is 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 Benny going to make it a a a, a quadruple-barreled pick? That is the question. Zero chance that we're going quadruple-barrel with society. And Chris hit it on the head. She's three for four at the distance, but last time. I actually love Chucktown. I followed a little bit. Um, those are dawdling fractions for that class level. So that's a line through race for me. I'm not going to falter for it. Right? She did what she should have did, which was, you know, public workout over that track. Um, but yes, the previous race at Ellis was a front running inside bias track. A lot of, a lot of times you can tell uh, just looking at the finishing time at relative to the early speed, 22. 0.21 seconds and finishing in 20.54. It's like running on concrete. She dawdled in that race. 
She had a moving sidewalk to her benefit and she got the job done. Previous to that, she got beat up routing after a clear lead. And previous to that in the Madison, albeit off of a layoff, uh, Goodnight All have handled her. So uh, she's not for me, especially with West Coast speed. Um, there are a couple West Coast horses in here that are moving from shorter distances and stretching out. Um, I've talked about this before. If I've learned anything about Bob over the years is that he's going to blast off and take it to you. Eda's getting blinkers. I, I expect her to attempt to black off and clearly unhinged as fast as well. If you watched her last, ta uh, last time out, hands low, wasn't asked for a drop down the back stretch and moved up to take control into the turn and kind of spurted away and got a little bit tired. But um, even if you don't like those, I think you would have to expect one of them at least to beat society to the front, which makes her vulnerable in my opinion. I think Good Olive, Good Night Olive is the best horse. Um, the one that I think is a little bit interesting from a price perspective that could fall into a nice trip is Ugiri on the outside. I think she's gonna, she with a little bit more ground, she's moving from those six for long races to seven eighths. Uh, I think she'll be comfortable stocking. Uh, and if she can get that extra panel, I think she becomes interesting um, at a price. But I, I do think Goodnight good Olive it would be the right horse. Um, Clearly, Unhinged is interesting as well. I mean, at that at that number, one of those two could become dangerous. If one of those two makes the lead and society decides to rate, one of those two speed horses from California could get the job done. California's speed is different than these back east races, and, and they're getting a little bit more ground, and, and society, I don't think, is as fast as what it shows on paper. We'll find out. If you put a gun to my head, um, uh, I'll take I'll take Ida. I'll take Ida and Bob Baffert. All right. Uh, interesting. Interesting perspective. And you know, it's, uh, I I was looking closely at society uh, earlier today, and what did I write? I wrote. Because this this was my pick in the in the preview, I said looks plum, but something is stopping me from betting her. I don't know. Uh, she's certainly a use. I I I totally do not like Goodnight Olive. I'm 100% against Goodnight Olive. I think there's money to be made betting against her. Um, so for me, it's Society, and the other horse that I'm interested in is the same one as you, Benny. That is you, Geary, who. Two races ago, matched her best race uh, despite having some trouble, and she galloped out monstrously. And then in her next race, she reacted to that race, but she still won it and uh, and 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 continued on the gallop out. And I think it it sets her up perfectly to run the race of her life. So um, so I'm I'm gonna say society, but. I'm strongly, I, I would use society as strongly as I would use you, Gary. I really don't yeah. have anything, anything else to add. Okay. I think they're going to, I think they're going to be moving up front. I think they're going to be moving up front. 
So that would be the one thing is I think this pace is going to be a little bit quicker than than people realize. California speed. Yeah, the only question is, does you Gary get caught up in that speed duel? No, not stalking outside. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, in that case, that that may be may end up being my my play, but 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 I'm still going to use society because she does have a really sweet. She got a sweet pattern. Her numbers look good. Um, she, yeah, uh, she, 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 she looks formidable. Okay, we'll go next to the Breeders' Cup Mile, and Benny, your your turn to get started. Uh, who did I like in the mile? Um, you know, there. It's kind of an interesting angle. You guys probably remember. Um, Chad Brown had a couple runners back when Bricks and Mortar won the Breeders' Cup turf at Santa Anita that, that he that he split up. And he had to decide where Bricks and Mortar was going. And he sent them into the, the longer race, the 12 for a long race. And the other one that everyone thought he was going to run in that race was Uni. And Uni ran in the shorter race, and she won easy. And it made sense to me afterwards. You know, so I use that kind of like as hindsight and I kind of tucked it away. And I kind of feel like that's happening a little bit now with Gina Romantica and in Italian. Um, you know, in Italian's moving to the longer race. Gina Romantica, she's run some longer races also. Um, she ran a good uh, second in the Beverly D going a mile and three sixteenths at Colonial. Uh, she's capable of going longer, but I think that last race that she ran is really good, and I think she's rounding into this race nicely, and she's going to be a big number, and I, I think Chad thinks, kind of handicapping people a little bit, I think Chad thinks that that she's going to run huge. Um, so that's going to be my top pick. I know she had a good trip last time. She was covered up. She saved ground. She swung out, uh, but she did fire a big shot down the lane to, to run over in Italian. They weren't, um, they weren't backing up. In Italian, I think, I want to say they were almost four lanes clear. I, I don't have my glasses on, but I want to say they were almost four lanes clear of, uh, of the next horse. So yeah, I, I thought she fired a big shot to run her down. And then song line is kind of the, uh, some of these euros been reading up about those song line. Uh, farther in fitness last time was the deal for her. It was a total prep. Um, so the cutback makes all the sense for her, according to her trainer. Uh, so that one, uh, Captain Obvious, Chalk. Um, and then Kalina's legit as well. That that turf at Longchamp last time does good stuff. Total nonsense. It was a firm turf course um, and ran well. It showed up. She ran well and won over what I believe to be a firm turf course. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Prix de Flore. Uh, but, but I think that one's legit as well. Of, of, the, of the Americans, I would side with Gina Romantica. Got nothing bad to say about Casa Creed. Uh, but I do like Gina Romantica and then 10 11. 2-10-11. 2-11-10. Looking at my scratch sheet to see... Uh, the, I missed one of the horses. Oh, he said two Gina Romanica, ten song yeah, line, two, and eleven Kalina. 
Oh yeah, song yeah. song <clears throat> song line. I I missed. I was distracted. Okay, Gina Romantico, eleven to one in her victory last race, and uh, maybe she'll even be higher in this next race. Chris, what do you got? Well, I think Songline stands out in here. She's the best horse. She should win if she gets a trip. She didn't get helped by the post, but I think she's definitely the one to beat. And unfortunately, some of the Euros didn't come over that were supposed to. Um, so the price isn't what I was hoping to get on her. Um, I think Master of Seas kind of got killed by that, that post. Um, I hope that he gets bet, but Buick is the one rider who might be able to work a trip from post 14. Uh, there's not a lot of value on Songline, although I'll probably be singling her so in the picks, so they get a little bit there. But I, uh, for me, the way you might make money on this is to play some prices underneath. I'm not against Gina Romantica, but I, I would much prefer like Cheryl Spite, who been pointed to this race after running second last year so you know she's ready third off the layout or he's ready i always call her she because cheryl sounds like a girl's name but um but um uh you know i think this horse sitting on a big race and then when she drew post one it was like man you know if she gets a trip from there she's dangerous because you know they're all pretty close i think after song line in here so I kind of like her as, as, you know, another, a big price. You might get a big price again, even though last year, a big price, um, he ran second. And um, so that one I like. And then Casa Creed, just a hard knocker with got a good post. Tends to work good trips when he gets a good post. And, um, you know, he may get a little overlooked. He's eight to one. I would think you get eight to one. And I think he and Jane and Romanica probably be close to the same price. So, uh, I kind of like the inside horses, just more likely to get trips. They have prices there. And, um, but I really do think Songline kind of towers over these. Um, you know, she's just been facing better horses. Um, and she's went wins in big fields. The only negative is she hasn't run in the U.S., but she did actually win a sprint race at Maidan. Uh, you know, going on a left-handed turn, turn on firm turf. So, and she can handle tight the you know kind of American type configuration. <clears throat> um, she's shipped and run well, but you know she does need a little racing luck in the ten post and do her any favors. But I think she's kind of, you know, clearly the best in here. The more I look at this race, the more I like Casa Creed. He just keeps winning. He's had plenty of spacing since his last race, which was his best race ever, at least on the sheets but only slightly best. And he's been training steadily at Saratoga, running on the training track there, <clears throat> just keeping it, uh, keeping it even, keeping it real. But then he came back, came to Santa Anita, and on Sunday he ran a 46-2-4 furlongs. This horse is ready. Casa Creed from the three-hole should be able to get a good trip. And... Um, I like this horse a lot. It's it might actually displace one of my top three picks, which we're going to do that again <clears throat> um, at the end of this pod. Uh, I think is going to it's going to displace one of my my uh, one of my top three picks, uh, mainly because of the price at eight to one, which I think you'll get. Um, I think uh, Cosgrave's a great bet. So 
that's the one for me, but I also totally respect Songline. I think the takeaway for me in this race is um, Chris's discussion with Cheryl Spate. Uh, he, she, he, she, 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 he, he, she is how it went. Um, yeah, I, I, but, you I, know, I, 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 it's, two, it's 2023. So he you know, actually maybe, goes by they. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we name a horse he, she, they at some point. You never know. It's possible. <laughs> That will be named, I promise you. Somebody will name a horse he, she, they at some point. But um, uh, the, the, yeah. It's already been yeah. registered by the Jockey Club. We just haven't seen the horse run yet. Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah, I have nothing see. clever to add. I have nothing clever to add. Okay. Well, let's move then to the Breeders' Cup distaff and let Chris get us started. Um. This is a, a pretty well-matched field. It does seem like most of these horses want to be right up on the lead. Um, if it was uh, 20 years ago, I would say definitely they all want to be up on the lead. Now you never know what the riders are going to do. But it does seem like there's enough. It's a big race, and these horses want to win, you would hope. And so they're probably going to run their races, which to me says this race could melt down or at least set things up for a horse to come from out of it. And uh, so to me, the obvious horse in here is Clarier. And she just hasn't had any pace to run into at all this year. She's been the victim of modern day, you know, grade one races where you get small fields and no pace at every single race. So any kind of pace at all would be a big plus for her. The big negative for her is she's got <laughs> our favorite rider, Joel Rosario, on a horse where he's definitely not going to be on the lead. So I'm really nervous about what he's going to do. Um, but uh, and I, the other thing I'll say about her is there's no way she's going to be four to one in here. She's going to be higher than that. I don't get this morning line. That's just wrong. She's not going to be four to one. So I think she'll, she's missed. Yeah, she's mispriced, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you check any of the, uh, you know, Annie Post wagering, they all have her like eight to one, and that's probably closer to what she's going to be. So I think she's playable. Um, but, you know, there are some, it, it, with that running style and that rider, you need a price. You don't want to play her at four to one. Um, but it does seem like this is the first time this year where she's not going to be in a race with time form US blue coated fractions. Um, you know, she's been in those races and the last was in a slop. I'm just going to toss that one. That was a slow paced race and slop. Um, and, I, you know, I just think they could have retired her, but they're bringing her back. Um, and she looked pretty good in the morning. So um, she's been out of Santa Anita for quite a while. It seems like she's finally going to get a setup. We'll see if she's still the horse she was last year. But if she is, she shouldn't be able to handle these. So well, was it, was it, uh, I think it was a California track. It might've been Del Mar where there was that incredible pace duel, that <clears throat> pace meltdown that the Japanese horse won at like 40 to one. Yeah. That, was that could happen again here. Was that yeah, Santa Anita? I mean, 2019? Yeah, Del Mar. Sure it was, was it Del, Del Mar? Mar? Okay. Yeah. It was only like two years there. ago. Yeah. I know it was there. It was, um, it was California. And I, yeah. And I had, 
all the closers in that race except for the Japanese horse. <laughs> and yeah, so that knocked me out of yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be that because of that race and because of how riders are so reluctant to send nowadays. I don't think it'd be quite that bad, but I don't think Clarier needs a pace meltdown to win. It's not like she's not good enough. She's just had no pace at all to run into. I mean, literally every start this year. You know, it's, she's been in four or five, six horse fields where there was no speed. So, uh, or there was one speed horse that could just, you know, set a, a leisurely pace. So I, I just uh, think, you know, you got, this is a horse you got to play. Yeah. And this is, this is going to be, <clears throat> there's going to be a pace meltdown here. I mean, there are like four horses. They've won their last three or four races on the lead. They're, they're going for it. And there's a Baffert in there too. So. And, it, and who's your Philly? gets blinkers on and draws the rail. And I think they'll probably send her too. So, I mean, it just seemed like you would, you'd think. Time form pace projector has Hoosier Philly on the lead, which, you know, she might not get the lead, but she's going to have to go for it because that's her only chance from down there. Um, Ryan, uh, Benny, Benny. I, I agree. Uh, Claire Ayer was my top pick. Uh, she did actually hate the slop last time. You can see it in the first turn. She she tries to tuck in, and when you look at the head-on, um, as she's cornering into that clubhouse turn, she starts climbing. It's not as evident on the on the pan, but she certainly hated it, and that was a front-running bias. Yeah, it was that nothing went right. Draw a line through that race, just like you said. Um, and I think they brought her back, if I'm not mistaken, because they wanted the Breeders' Cup. And so they wanted this championship. So uh, she's freshened. I think she's going to fire a big shot. Uh, yeah, I, I beat, played her last yeah. year, you know, in the Breeders' Cup. She was my pick. Yeah. And again, in a much tougher field. So, yep. yeah. Uh, Leda Vita is interesting to me. Uh, Chase Idiomatic Home, who's very sharp. Uh, probably the sharpest horse in the race. And I don't think Idiomatic needs the lead either. Um, I think Florent will probably rate that one. That's my guess. I uh, kind of play the break and see what happens. She's a big, long strider. Uh, I could see him just letting her settle on her own. Um, but regardless, I think Leda Vita is interesting. Uh, just because of that, you know, she, she comes, she comes running, uh, every time, almost every time she's really only laid one real egg in her last five starts and uh, had no shot last time. And I think she gets it today. So she should be able to drop in from that outside post with all the speed signed on. That would be my second pick. Nina Gata, Leda Vida. Um, so I have Clarier as a huge play for me. The four to one morning line, yeah, it does seem that that that's why I was thinking I, I might displace Clarier with uh, Casa Creed as one of my top three plays. Um, but you're right, Chris. There's no way, there's no way she goes off a of four to one. Come on, now maybe she goes off as low as six to one, but not four to one. Anyway, she doesn't have Malathot here to beat her now, and she can. She's always been fast. She ran a new top three races ago. She she ran into Nest, who's a, just a sensational runner in her next race. 
that can be excused. And then she hated the slop. So um, I, I, I think she's got a great shot and she's my number one pick. Adair Manor, I was, I was, when I originally in the uh, in the preview pod, I, I thought Adair Manor had a really good shot. But now that I see the pace scenario, I think I'm much more interested in another closer. And I'm not sure who that is, but I probably uh, I'm probably off of Adair Manor at this point. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with the, the, the horse that you waxed on poetically, Chris. That's pretty mischievous. Uh, she looks pretty good. I mean, you know, I, I, I think she, this could be a big day for her. So, and she's eight to one morning line. Yeah. And, you know, Benny's horse, La Vida. I mean, I agree. I mean, the post seems bad, but with all the speed signed on, you know, seven or eight horses are going to be way in front of her. So she doesn't have that many horses inside of her. So, and she is one that can, come from behind so uh, i like borderline inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) don't rewind that at all only if you have a filthy mind benny only if you have a filthy mind yeah that was sorry i i I completely missed that because um (laughs) we don't want to go back over i I have a pristine i have a pristine (laughs) mind (laughs) see no evil hear no evil That might be a sound bite. Yeah, I think we should we should move on, on to the Twitter. next race quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quickly move right. on. To Let's the go to the race. See the Breeders' Cup <laughs> turf and and let Benny uh, change the subject. Well, let's uh, let's land on an Aiden O'Brien runner again. No, no, um, not another Aiden O'Brien. Another one. We're gonna do another one. Um, Augusta Rodin, Rodin, Rodin. No clue how to pronounce August that. Augusta Rodin. Augusta Rodin. Okay, whatever. Makes no difference to me. I did better than the guy that was reading the names uh, at the Breeders' Cup draw. So that's all I care about. <laughs> that guy. I thought. I thought by the end that he was doing it on purpose because he mispronounced almost every name. It was like 10 names. I mean, it was borderline. I mean, like, really, you got one job. You had all this time to prepare. You couldn't read names? Like, you couldn't. I mean, no balls. I mean. <laughs> was he like Bolshoi? That, Bolshoi yeah, Ballet? That really is that horse's name, though. Oh, yeah. Was, that, was, that, yeah. that actually is correct pronunciation. I don't know. I don't know what you think it, it is. It was pretty bad. Um, what, do you yeah, think anyway. it, what do you think it is? No no bad? They call it nobles. That nobles. Zandon. To... Zandon. <laughs> Archangel. Archangel. <laughs> My good Lord. I, I know I he's he a nice guy. He's a purpose. former trainer. Uh, he's a former trainer. I, I've heard he's a nice guy, but um, yeah, that's. You know, I don't think he's going to be asked back. His horse, his horses um, didn't run for him because they he mispronounced their names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take uh, this O'Brien. The only bad races on this one's form, and this is the one that apparently is a total nut job. Um, I was going to do my Irish uh, Aiden O'Brien impersonation for this, but I think I'm going to pass on that today. Benny, um, Benny, this is twice you've referred to the Aiden O'Brien impression. We got to hear it. 
Well, look, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't. That was like English. I can't, I can't get into my, I can't get into my, um, what's, I don't even, my Irish, my you Irish broke, accent. You broke, right broke. You it's, broke. It's Irish. It's Irish. Look, look, you know, he's a real, he's a real fuck this one. A real, a real fuck this one. We had to put him on a boat for Christ's sake, a boat. We shipped him <laughs> off to the Irish champions because he wouldn't fly. He hates the air. He hates the air. He won't fly. So you don't know what you're going to get with you. And you send them on the plane. Had to put the fucker on the boat. But yeah, um, he's he's legit. His only bad races are are races where he didn't ship well, supposedly. Um, sorry, you guys asked me back. Look, I don't know what to tell you. You're partially to blame for this. Um, partially. So, uh, but yeah. He's going to be my top pick because if he does show up, you know, he's he's going to be tough. He's tougher than a $2 steak. So, yeah, like he's going to be my like, top pick. I guess we're down. I keep. Okay. Yes. Okay. That, that's it's really tough to follow. Solange. Um, <laughs> Very tough to follow. Or, or if you were announcing this at the post position draw, it would be Auguste Rudu or something. I'm not yeah. sure how you would pronounce Rodden. it. Rodden. Uh, Rodden. Yeah. Um, okay, so there was a horse that I, I was tatting some on the show, the preview, but after the post draw, I really like, and that's the one, Shariar. This horse has really strong form. Um the horse has won at Dubai in a group one. So it's gone around uh, similar left-handed turns, beat Yabir a couple of years ago in their big grade one going a mile and a half. Won the Japan Cup, which is the biggest mile and a half turf race in Japan and won the Japan Derby, which was the biggest mile and a half turf race for three-year-olds in Japan. So this horse is, you know, top level, um, top level horse. And it ran a, a an uncharacteristically bad race uh, last time out, but you know, I at, first of all, just the fact they they brought it over again tells me that they're probably just throwing that race out. Um, but I did hear, and I don't know if this is accurate because I'm not confirm it with any actual sources, published sources, but um, this horse has had throat surgery it had a breathing problem and entrapped epiglottis in that last race which is why it ran so poorly and it's had the surgery and it's been training lights out since so you might see the real shariar and from the rail at a huge price you know this is a race where everyone's talking about all the euros the euros the euros you know august rodin and most and king of steel and Honesto, and then you've got up to the mark, and you know, all these horses. This horse could get completely overlooked, and with a good trip, if it runs its best race, its best race is as good as any horse in this field, and it could do it by saving every inch of ground from the rail. So, what I thought was kind of a good bet. Now I'm really liking this horse, Jariar, the one. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I, I just wrote on my sheet, use! Exclamation point. Mm. Well, so I am going to use, I'm going to use that horse, and I, I'm going to use um, Auguste Rodden. 
because um, I I wrote that he has to be using any pick ends, and he's clearly fast. So uh, so so I like him, and I, even Bolshoi Ballet could run well to get in the exotics at a pretty decent price. But one of my favorite plays of the day is up to the mark. He's done little wrong on the turf. His best race was at a mile and a quarter. He prepped for this in the Keeneland Turf Mile and won it, and he it wasn't even his best race. Classic freshening as a four-year-old, poised to run the race of his life. I see absolutely no reason to think why another quarter mile is going to prevent this horse from winning. I, I love up to the mark. I mean, this is this is a quality animal. It's just, you know, I feel bad that I haven't been on him yet, but I'm going to do it now and uh, hope I get four or five to one. Love is a strong word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's love. just the distance for me that holds me back on that horse. Um, uh, I just can't, if this wasn't a mile and a half, uh, if it was a mile and a quarter, maybe, but beating the Euros and the horse like Shar Yard a mile and a half, I, I just can't get there. The he's, help he, he's improved every time he's, no matter the distance. His best race is at a mile and a quarter. His best race. There's just no reason to think that the, a turf horse can't go next, uh, an extra quarter of a mile. Well, I'm not convinced as... It was best. I mean, he didn't. He didn't go backwards, but I mean, he was really good at Churchill, going a mile and an eighth too. So I mean, he's a really good horse. I absolutely agree with you. Since he's gone to the turf, he's been great. But it's just a big ask for a horse to try to go a mile and a half when it's never been more than a mile and a quarter, and it's only had one race at a mile, you know, in six months. So, and going against the best horses in the world that are all bred to do a mile and a half on the turf. I mean. It's all a right. huge ask. All right, all right. Huge now I, I, I'm I'm going to bring this up just because you know our our listeners know about the golden pattern, and that is second race off a layoff as a four year old. Now I understand this isn't his first race of the year, but he has had a freshening, and he just ran two points off his top. Don't you think that he's this is uh, uh, as close to the golden pattern as you can possibly get, besides it be, actually being the golden pattern? Not so much for me because, first of all, it's only been since June of his four-year-old year. At a June four-year-old is pretty much a full-grown boy. You know, it's, it's he's a man now, and so there's not that much development you can expect from the June of their four-year-old year to the October of, their, of the four-year-old year. Maybe a little bit. I mean, it's not like totally maxed out, but it's nothing like June to October of a three-year-old or. June to October of a two-year-old. I mean, once they're like in the summer of the four-year-old season, they're men. They're, they're not, you know, fully mature, but they're pretty close to their full physical maturity. So I don't think there's that huge upside um, that you would get. So I don't, I don't call the, I mean, it's a good pattern. Second off the layoff, off a, a layout, you know, a pretty decent break, but it's not like he's likely to have developed physically a lot in that, in that time frame. So that that's where the golden powers pattern is so powerful is it's when it's an extended layoff during the time where there's rapid maturity physically and probably mentally. So you're, it's like it's a whole different animal. Like before the layoff, they were a boy and now they're a kid. Now they're a teenager. Before the layoff, they're a teenager. Now they're a man. 
that's when you get the huge jump. Not so much when they're, you know, a little bit, you know, from, uh, and they're already a man and they're you know, maybe not fully mature, but so that that's why, you know, I don't see a huge jump in, in his performance because he's already a man. Well, here's, um, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say about him. And, 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 and just because we, we don't know, he, he might go by they, but even if he runs, even if he runs as just, even if he just matches his mile and a quarter race, he wins this race. He, the, these horses aren't yeah. that fast. Yeah, you're you're based on too what? much faith. Yeah, you're putting way too much faith in numbers that are just estimates. That, you know, that he's not faster than the Euros. Or are not these like sheet numbers? Faster. Yeah, he's going yes. off the sheet numbers that are. Yeah, yeah but the sheet numbers, the sheet numbers overseas, everyone knows they're always higher, right? They're always higher than the U.S. numbers. No different than if you look at like Parks. Parks is always going to inflate. Their well, the rags and sheets, the rags and sheets are always higher. The uh, thoroughbred sheets are usually a little bit closer. But mm-hmm. don't don't I, I think you're you're overestimating his ability relative to the Euros. I don't think he's the fastest horse by far in this race. If he repeats his last, I I just don't believe that at all. Um, I wouldn't trust that that those numbers in that way. And I don't think he's likely to improve a lot off his summer four-year-old form. You know, he's not going to get a whole lot better. He, he's got some room to improve, but not some huge leap forward. That's all. The, the one thing I'll say, and I don't dislike up to the mark, I think he's going to run well. I, but you're, you're moving into an end of the pool that benefits others is all I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about him. I think he's going to run great. But you're also moving into the wheelhouse of of some others. This isn't a Calbred uh, going two turns at Del Mar. This is uh, you know, these these are monsters going a mile. <laughs> this and is a Kentucky bred going a mile and a half. Is that what you're saying? By the way, we can. <laughs> well, see, if if we want to go down this rabbit hole, we can also. But you guys. Scott, you think I don't like Calbreds. That's not true. I love Calbreds. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, no, you got to let me The one thing I do not say is when somebody mentions Benny Street, I do not say, like, he doesn't like Calbreds. No, I know you don't say that, but only, only when we get on a pod together and I say I hate that horse because he's dropped in California. And you say, what do I care where he was fooled? I don't care. The difference isn't about where he was fooled. It's about the pedigree on the bottom side that's in California that speaks to long turf races, right? So there are no good broodmares that have stamina that are built to route on turf in California. So Calbreds can route, Calbreds can sprint. They're more suited for dirt racing, but you know, they're okay, just- you, aren't... You, you are you are completely digressing. This is a yes, Kentucky, right. yeah, I'm trying to figure this is a out Kentucky red who's out of a ghost zapper yeah. mare. Well, I just, I just think it's it's relative in in terms of the discussion. It's relative to the monsters that are bred overseas. There's a reason why Irish horses dominate in the Breeders' Cup, right? It's not because you know Ireland is beautiful and they have cool golf courses. It's because they're their bloodlines are bred to run really long and really fast. That's all I'm saying. 
So it's kind of relative. That that was the point I was trying to make. It's kind of relative to the discussion. I'd rather have an Irish. If you're going to run a mile and a half all day, every day, and compete the best horses bred in Kentucky versus the best horse bred in Ireland, and you're running a mile and a half on turf every time, Ireland's going to kick your ass. Like, easily. They're going to kick your ass. They're going to drum you over and over. Kick your ass? Kick Kick your ass, will they? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they will. Well, you know, just to speak to what, what Benny's saying, you know, more than half the field in this race, the mile and a half turf race, the premier race at this distance in the U.S., more than half the field is Irish bred. So, I mean, that that kind of goes to what he's saying. Uh, and they're they're definitely bred to stay much more so. And that doesn't mean you can't get good turf horse in you the know, U.S. You know what I'm going to be chanting when up to the mark is like crossing the finish line? I'm going to be saying, USA, USA. <laughs> I love it. By the way, I don't just, like I said, I, I think he's a monster. I just, I don't think the point I was trying to make is he's moving. It doesn't matter if he gets, if you think he can run an extra quarter mile because he's moving towards a distance that weakens his chances versus the competition is all I'm saying. Like, do I think he get a mile and a half? Yeah, I do. But he's also running against horses that, that, that are going to get better the farther they go. He might be able to run two miles, but he's not going to beat horses bred in Ireland going two miles. Here's here's the difference that Irad Ortiz is going to pick off. He, he's he's going to have a pellet gun. He's going to he's going to shoot the other jockeys that are in his way. Well, this, this <laughs> he's going to do whatever he takes because because he's he's not going to have a great Breeders' Cup because he doesn't have that many great mounts. Um, and he's going to want this one really bad, and he's 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 going to make it happen. Could, yeah, I, w- I was just shocked that they I was really shocked that they didn't go in the mile because he would have been, you know, really strong in the mile. Um, I would have, you know, maybe made him my pick or he and Songline to me would have been the top two. I, I just don't understand why he's in this race. It just seemed like a bad move on their part. Maybe Scott's right and I'm wrong, but I, you know, I think he would have been much better off in the mile. Best race ever, mile and a quarter, 105 buyer. Only one horse has a higher number than that, and um, I, I, I'm, I, the the more we talk about it, the more I like up to the mark. Yeah, the uh, you know I'm a big figures guy, but the longer you go on the turf, the less the figures mean anything. So it's just guessing; they're just projecting those numbers because they don't have any races to go on. There's usually like one at a mile and a quarter on the turf. There'll be one race that week at a mile and a quarter on the turf, so they have no data to go on. They're probably going to crawl 50 in, in, for the half in the East Coast races. So it's really just pace dependent the final time. It's all just projecting figures. It's just more like a, a class rating. So I just think you're putting too much faith in the in speed figures at turf routes than you should. And they, they just aren't as meaningful as, as they are like in a dirt sprint. That's all. I, I don't want to go into a big figure discussion, but a mile and a quarter turf number that you get in the U.S., you know, that speed figures, very, very big error bars around it. Put it that way. Okay. All well, right. We, moving, we, moving we don't need to talk about this anymore, but I will be, I will have a large bet on up to the mark. Okay. Let's move to the Breeders Cup Classic. Chris, your turn to get started. Um, uh, 
I my big hot take like on the preview was I didn't like the three year olds, and that was when Archangelo and Go Rocket Ride were still in the race. Um, I think they're all overrated. Um, and Scott, I've already won our head to head bet. Yeah, by the way. Luckily, we we never consummated that bet. Oh, well, I thought it was it was a done deal. Um, no, so, no, no, no. Anyway. We had we we had to decide. We had to, we. Okay. It was pending to decide what the stakes were. I, I was telling you that horse wasn't looking very good, but you wouldn't listen to me. All right, so um, I think of the American horses. White Abario just towers over these horses, in my opinion, and uh, and he's a man against the boys. Um, but the Japanese horses intrigue me a lot. I like Ushba Tesoro. I, his running style makes me a little nervous. But man, he's become a beast since he's gotten on the dirt and he's shipped in one on a left handed track in Dubai. And uh, I'm not giving up on Derma Sotogake. I, um, I wish he had some races since the Derby, but you know, this is a horse that probably has developed a lot since his last race and um i thought he was the best three-year-old going into that race he had a no chance trip no chance start so i'm just gonna toss that race and i still think you know he ran the best three-year-old race of any three-year-old and that was way back at dubai so i think he's the wild card in here but um those are the three i like and if i have to pick a winner uh, I would probably lean towards White Abario, but I, he and Ushba Tesoro, I have a hard time separating. You, you don't have to pick a winner of this race. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. I'm just kidding. It's White Abario. Okay. <laughs> White Abario. <laughs> Who do, do you got, Matty? Um, I have, you pretty much could have Carbon copied his entire script. I think White Abario towers over these. Ushba is interesting. I think he had a, a nice prep, although he, he did have a, a perfect trip in that race. It was just a prep, and he won He won easily. How can you knock five for five over the surface? I don't think much of the others, um, and Derma is interesting to me for the same uh, reasons that, that uh, Chris had mentioned. I don't like Arabian Night. Um, I'd rather take a rusty nail to my kneecap than bet that horse. I think he has no shot. Like he was, he looked terrible. I know everyone's talking about how great he's working. I could care less. Um, if he beats me, he beats me. Uh, I'll be limping after that. But uh, he barely got to the wire last time and had everything his own way. He raced uncontested early common fractions and was life and death uh, to hold off go rocket ride. So he's a fade for me, but I like the same horses uh, that, uh, that Chris likes and the same top pick as well. Okay. So with the scratch of Archangelo, who I really loved and, you know, maybe he would have dogged it if he had run because of the injury. I trusted Jenna and Jenna, I trusted, but um, <laughs> apparently she's just like every other trainer. And um, I had to pick another horse. The, that horse, the horse that I landed on, because I don't like White Abario. 
I do not like him. I do not. I, I don't like proxy. I don't like the horses that have run big numbers. I'm going with the horse that's got the little bit, a little bit of upside and looked good in his last race. And that is Clapton. He won his last. He, he didn't win it by much, but he galloped out. He extended on the gallop out. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to bet real money on the classic, but Clapton is my pick. Cause you know, especially with the scratch of Algiers, I'm just thinking that Ushba Tesoro, he has the same pattern as Algiers. And I don't know what the reason for Algiers scratching was, but as a six-year-old running a gigantic race in the Dubai World Cup, and then not running again until one race before the Breeders' Cup, I don't know. To me, that says it's not that healthy of a horse. So so Clapton for me in this race. Fun fact about Archangelo. Yeah. Fun fact about Archangelo, the first time he ran, I watched him run, picked up the phone, texted my buddy, and I said, you got to buy this horse. This horse is a monster. No reply. Ran again. Texted him again. You've got to buy this horse. He's 0 for 2 now, and he's a monster. You'll thank me later. No reply. Next time out, troubled, wins for fun. I left one last message, this time a voice text, like two minutes long. And I said, look, this horse is going to win the Peter Pan. He's going to go to the Belmont. He's going to be dangerous in the Belmont. This is your last chance. You have the money. Go try and get this horse. You might have to pay a ton now, but he's legit. Finally got a reply. Excuses, excuses. So that was a tough one for me to swallow because it would have been a fun party had he gone after this one and secured him but too bad that he's gone i he's an alpha like that horse is a bully he wants to he wants to break you up so i think he's retired now yes he is he's, he's, he's done enough dead. he's done enough yeah <laughs> he's proven himself. he won the belmont and the travers which was pretty pretty good resume um but yeah uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. suspect that whatever his injury was, that th- they weren't going to be able to bring him back. Mm. No, it's just a little right. warmth in his foot. There was nothing wrong with him. Well, I mean, that's what they're saying, but <laughs> there could be x-rays. I, uh, <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, who trying to do the X-Files. <laughs> you, you didn't quite nail that. You weren't Eric Clapton on that one. Put it that way. No, no slow hand guitar for for you. All right. So, uh, are we done with this? <laughs> yeah, we're done so. with the classic. <laughs> okay, we're done with the classic. There's, there's not that much. It's the classic, you know, is it's interesting because uh, they made it the third to last race. Normally, it's the last race, and 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 now at this point. It's kind of seems kind of good that it's not the last race. So we'll move on to the the turf sprint and Benny will get us started. Well, I started, you know, you start off looking inside. Um, big invasions, interesting. I didn't like that blanket finish last time. There were eight horses. 
separated by a length at the wire in that race. And while, you know, that pace was super fast, it was a, I had it as a hot pace. Um, and he was actually closest of the closers near the wire. So that was a good effort and he is drawn inside. So if I was going to take anybody inside, it might be him. I hate Caravelle. Hate. Uh, auto toss for me. She was not, she's not the same. She came away clean and was like instantly out quicked uh, when drawn inside, when you would have thought that she'd have tried to, to blast off. I think she's going in the wrong direction. I could care less about the good turf and the soft turf. She fell into a perfect last uh, trip last time. She looked, um, <laughs> I don't know if I should use this term. She kind of looked like a mental midget to me in the stretch. She was like, she swept past, and then when somebody came to her, she kind of cocked her head and was like looking at this other horse go go by her. And that that wasn't the caravel that I knew that that you know that wanted to beat you to the wire and was very efficient. So she looks different to me. I don't like her. I don't like Tony Ann. Perfect trip last time. Live the dream, on the other hand, is a little bit interesting to, to me. Um, is fast, and because I don't think that Caravelle is going to show speed, um, I think there's a good chance that this one could clear, and I don't see a ton of speed in here. I think no bulls will track, um, or as James Kasparov would say, no balls is going to track, uh, which could leave live, the, live in the dream lonely up front. And they were hooked last time, just eyeballing each other, two or three lanes clear, uh, and this one spurted away and kind of looked dangerous. Um, so I think living the dream is going to be my top pick and he can get it done. Arzak had a perfect trip last time too. Uh, but man, did he explode late? Um, sorry, I'm rambling now. You got my top pick living the dream. You were born to be a rambling man. Yes, sir. And let's go to Chris. What are you thinking? Well, I like this race a lot. I agree with everything that Benny said about the race up to a point. I, I think living the dreams, definitely one of the horses that could win. I think definitely can out quick Caravel. Uh, Nobles is the other kind of speed on that you can see in the past performances that will, um, I don't know if he's quick enough to stay with living the dream. We'll see uh, how that works out. But I, the horse I, I really like in here is, and we talked about this on the preview show, is Jasper Crone, who is an absolute rocket ship. Um, I think he may be quicker than live in the dream. And if not, I think he's certainly quick enough to, to uh, stay forwardly placed and not get caught wide, I think. And, um, he has been running in Japan in like 20 horse fields. I've seen him clear from the 18 post and the 15 post in graded stakes in Japan. Um, he's just very quick. He can run the turn. He's been going six furlongs. So he's not like limited to five furlongs like living the dream, but he's quick enough to be right there with the five furlong speed. And, um, He's won at six furlongs. He lost his last race, but the, the horse he had beaten in the prior race is the one that beat him in his last race. Um, 
And uh, he's always had the lead up until like the last 16th of a mile, even when he loses in the six for long races. Um, he's just gotten really good this year and he's really fast and people don't know that at least so far it hasn't gotten out. I shouldn't even have said anything on these podcasts, but um, he is a really, and the Japanese horses on the turf are as good as any horses in the world, especially the sprinters. Maybe the Hong Kong sprinters might be better, but um, uh, this horse is really good, has a really big shot, and he's probably going to be a pretty juicy price. So Jasper Crone and Living in the Dream are the two. I think one of those two is going to win uh, this race, I think. Hey, fun fact about Jasper Crone, you guys may not know this, was an extra in the Fast and the Furious most recent movie that was filmed in, in Tokyo. I didn't know I'm that. Sorry. No, it's not true. I just made it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea who. I, had, I think I think it has something to do with time, like fast time or something. Oh, you know, wow. <clears throat> it's funny. He had his own chair. <laughs> So Jasper Crone. <laughs> yeah, he was race he was racing Mitsubishi's souped up Mitsubishi's <laughs> in Tokyo. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Scott, oh sorry. my god. Okay. Where was where where are we at here? Okay. Um <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I yeah Post positions, post draws should matter, right? And Arzak gets the 12 posts. I, I, I like him. I like Arzak. I, yeah, I liked him in his last race. And he didn't even run his best race. I mean, I, there's just no reason not to like the way he ran and, and, and the, the way he'll, he'll run in this race, presumably, because he's got enough speed to be off a hot pace. But he's also he's also got enough speed to be close enough. He can ration his speed so he doesn't have to be on the pace, but he's close enough that he can get first jump on the closers. And I'm inclined still, even from the 12 hole, to support this horse because his best race as a four-year-old was faster than his last. And I think he's still got a little upside. So, you know, he he's he he's still my pick. Um besides that, I'm still interested in Beer Can Man. He appeared to scrape the gate in his last, had a weird check on the turn, still finished a nose off second. And he 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 uh earned his best figure ever doing it. So I think that potentially it's hard to imagine him winning, but I think he'll blow up the super and he could possibly win it. So if I play the pick five, I will use him. And then the other horse that I'm kind of interested in is McKay Yell, circling back to the top, has always been fast. And there's also nothing wrong with Matorius. I mean, what are his odds, Matorius? What's well, just Quickly though, Scott, um, beer can man's got to have two scratches to get in, and McKay at Yale is in, entered in another race. So, two of those horses probably not even in the race. Uh, oh, McKay Yale's not even. 
she's in the I think the Philly skirt sprint or something. Yeah. Uh, she, she's not even in this race, actually. No, no. Okay. She's not. And yeah, Boot Camp yeah. Man probably won't be. So okay. you're going to have a hard time playing those. Okay. All right. Well, Notorious is five to one. He, he's yeah. in. Yeah. This is, this is a problem with doing a pod two days after the previous pod and not having <laughs> enough time to follow Twitter. And beer, beer cam man is not even in. <laughs> okay, all right. Just scratch everything I said. I still like Arzak. <laughs> you still like Arzak. That's the takeaway. That is the takeaway. And let's go yeah. to the the cherry on top, which is the Breeders' Cup Sprint. Chris, your turn to get started. Yeah, I been on speedboat beach for this race for a long time I'm not getting off now there's it's there's no speed i was glad to see victor off and mike smith on i'm not a huge mike smith fan but on a baffert speed horse i'm all for it um he actually even gets a weight break as a three-year-old i think this is race to lose um you know he's i think gonna dominate from the start uh, there's a couple of good, other good horses in here, but um, to me, Speedboat Beach is clearly the most likely winner in my mind. He kind of stands out, and he is the ultimate golden pattern. Um, he had 10 months where there he has rapid development from his two-year-old year to, you know, November of his three-year-old year. Um, he had that perfect prep that should get him dead fit and tight in here. They were kind of I don't know if the instructions of Victor were, you know, don't use him early, just get him and you know, make sure he gets a, a good finish so that we can get into this brace. But, um, you know, this, that was only strictly a prep for this. And this is where you see that huge jump. And here's a horse that set a track record in his debut race as a two-year-old. Um, that's how quick he is. And then they ran him on the turf because Baffert says he didn't want to run him against Cave rock i think that was the name of the horse so he tried him on the turf but um you know he's definitely a fast dirt sprinter and this is where you'll see him shine and baffert just owns this race when he has a horse like this they always run big i mean this looks to me like dave frong but he's better than dave frong um and you know he did it with secret circle and midnight lewd and even you know his first breeders cup winner was in this race i mean he started his career as a as a core horse trainer so I think Speedboat Beach will crush in here. All right, Speedboat Beach crush. I'm hearing a lot of buzz on Speedboat Beach, so I'm not sure what price is going to be, but uh, strong pick. What do you got, Benny? Well, here comes another bomb. I think this is some bullshit because <laughs> I, I literally is like the exact same thing that I was going to say about Speedboat Beach. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to beep that out. Okay, Thank that's you. fine. Dude, uh, I apologize. I digress. I'm not even drinking, by the way. So, no, uh, by the way, I'm just kidding. I would never beep anything out. Oh, okay. Darn it. Okay, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't. It just slipped. Um, but yeah, I, total prep last time was was under wraps. He could have cleared if he wanted. He didn't. Jockey intent, total prep. 
Mikey gets a board for his relative. I want to say that there's a connection to uh, the agent with Pegram. Um, I think that's why he gets a lot of these mounts. Uh, makes sense. Uh, I'm with I'm with Chris on the the jock switch, the pace scenario. West Coast speed is just faster. You've got East Coast horses, East Coast horses cutting back. You know, my advice to them is good luck, mother. Good luck to them. Uh, he's going to be gone. He's going to be gone. He's going to clear that track was an inside track. He was not inside. He was outside. The other logical in there, Doctor Shibble. You know, he had things go his own way in terms of the. The speed bias, he's game, but man, drawing inside of Speedboach was was really not a good thing for him. And if you look at the race, there's no speed in here at all. There's just no speed in here. Nakatomi, dead cold stretch runner. American Theorem, dead cold stretch runner. Hoist hoist the gold. Three technique. Look, there's dead they're all they're all stretch runners. Stretch runner. Well, well, if he if he's not, he certainly won't be pressing. I mean, he's mid pack at best, maybe, maybe a little bit forward at best. But there's there's no speed in here, none. Uh, Speedwell Beach is going wire to wire, and me and Chris are going to be high fiving up at the windows as we finish one two in the BCBC. It's cool. I was actually wanting to know who's going to finish second in the BCBC this year, and we're you know. <laughs> Hey, I'd be glad to finish second to you in BCBC. Right, me too. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm okay I, with that. I'm okay. Yeah, with me that. too. I'm. I mean, if I'm being honest, I, there's you got a better chance of a dinosaur biting in the ass than me winning the BCBC. But we're gonna have fun trying. And I well, think this horse is a free square. So, and he's gonna be eight to five, nine to five. I think uh, they could beat. They could pound elite power. Uh, I don't know. You might get no because he's live. I know he's live, and I expect Baffert to be, you know, at the windows as well. Oh, you, you know, every time, yeah. And when they interviewed Baffert, um, a lot of these times, like the the day that um, they, they asked him about his Breeders' Cup horses. This is before the entries and stuff. Even the pre-entries came out. He would always say, "And oh, don't forget about Speedboat Beach." I mean, he's he's really confident that this horse is going to run huge. And like I said, he owns this race when he has a good horse. I mean, this is his race when he's, especially when it's in California. I mean, he has had what I race mean, doesn't he have? Yeah, but I mean, this one in particular, uh, yeah, even with horses that don't look as strong as Speedboat Beach, he wins it. So I mean, uh, I. Anyway, I mean, it's not going to be a big price, but with elite, it, elite power in the race, he won't be the favorite. I don't think. Anyway, he's going to mm -hmm. be the favorite. So. I'd go right. on that. Elite, elite power will be the favorite. I mean, the speed figures do have an effect on computer betting, so, so elite power is likely to be the favorite. Yeah, but computers don't mean uh, Swadoosh on Breeders' Cup Day. Yeah, and they do like horses that are going to get the lead, so they they do tend to play the the speedboat beach types too, as well as the figures. I mean, they do both. But like it, the one kind of horse you can almost guarantee is going to take a late odds hit is a horse that looks like it could clear early, because um, they, they're all pounding that one. 
and and the, all the money comes in late. And that's why so often these horses, the, the odds don't actually change until after the race starts. And the horse is on the lead. So everyone says, oh, they're past posting. But it's because they thought the horse was going to be on the lead. That's why they played it. They don't play it to the last second. The tote system's so old, it takes a while to, to you know, process those wagers. And so, but, you know, they, they flash, the odds go down when they hit the quarter pole and the horse is two out, links out in front. They love those kind of yeah, horses. I so. have my own theories on this, which we'll not share today. All right. We'll talk because I'm hosting, Del, I'm hosting at Del Mar on Thanksgiving week, and they may ask me to not host now that they hear this. So. <laughs> if I throw well, one more thing out there, I might, I might get my well, walking it depends. Piece. I mean, if Speedway Beach romps, maybe they'll be like, They'll offer you the whole meat. Mm, probably not. Well, I think he's talking about the uh, late odds change stuff. Yeah, I don't. I I agree with everything you said, but I also think they're canceling bets. So, all that part, but, I wouldn't deny at all. Um, I, I just, just I feel like I, think I feel like that happens, and that's why it, there are uh, there. Maybe not every time, but I think there are some bets that get rescinded that deflate the value of those that broke better at times. But who knows? I mean, it's just a, it's a hypothesis. I tweeted about it once. So I'm probably crazy. People have told me that before. No, that probably is not the appropriate um, modifier there. Hey, we got to have some fun on this thing, man. You got to have some fun. This is horse Do you guys want to know who's going to win the Breeders' Cup sprint or not? Or do you want yes. to keep on? Oh, that's app? right. You haven't got to weigh in. We already right. know, but go ahead. Who you got? I know who you chose. It's not going to be right? Speedboat Beach. Chosen Braun's the only other one you can take. Chosen Braun is super game. He's seven for eight at Santa Anita. Three for three the distance. In his last, he checked mid-race, lost a couple of legs, and still prevailed. He's had plenty of rest since that race and should come out running. He has enough speed to stay in it, but doesn't have to shoot the pace. If Speedboat Beach gets an easy lead, the chosen bronze is going to be third. Doctor Scheibel will be in second, and the it, the chosen bronze is going to pass Speedboat Beach at his will because he's the chosen bronze. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see he's he's the only he's the only one other one that I could see. The problem with his is, is his name. You know, <laughs> what, what, yeah. what do you mean? Gonna, what do you mean? Huh. What, he's perhaps the, the 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 most famous Vronsky. He is the chosen Vron. Give me, yeah. tell me another Vronsky that's more famous than this horse. Well, I think there's an implication. You know, that's kind of one of LeBron James's nicknames, right? The chosen Braun. I don't I I think it's both. I think it's a combination, but yeah. Um I can't um, stand that guy. To quote Benny on though, Speedboat Beach isn't a cowbred, and that's who Chosen Bronze most of his win streak was against cowbreds. And he wasn't running against Speedboat Beach, he's gonna see on Saturday. That yeah, despite despite like massive trouble in his last race, he still won. I've I've always liked him. Um, actually, a friend of mine who owns horses uh, owned finest the the Philly mayor 
finest city who won the Breeders' Cup Billion Mayor Sprint at Santa Anita probably, oh, I don't know, six years ago maybe. Ah, gosh, longer than that. It was a while ago, but and it was trained by originally uh, Eric Krulljack, who passed the horse to his son, Ian Krulljack, and, and they got her over the top to win that race. But point of this long story is that they, they always loved the chosen Braun. So I was, I was always kind of high on him first time out just from, you know, hearing things through the grapevine. So I've been in his corner for many a race and cashed many tickets with him and he is legit and uh, horses that are bullies that, that want to beat you. You know, they're, they're good ones. Chosen Braun is 13 for 17 and 16 for 17 in the money. Jesus Christ. This is like the, the, Jesus the <laughs> put him on a book. We had to put him on a book. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, but, I, but I, but I could do want to say that's even better. Yeah. You know, I do want to say that I'm picking the chosen Ron mainly because of his super gameness. However, on the numbers, numbers, on wise, super whatness. Oh, super game super game. Ah, I lost the M uh, part of that. Oh, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> but but I also I will absolutely also be using Dr. Scheibel because he is he is also very game and he's just always been fast. And when he lost to the chosen Ron, he ran a huge race and he just he you know the only reason he lost is because he was wide. He was wide the entire trip. Uh, I think he's going to get a better trip. He's coming out of the two hole. So I will be using them equally, the chosen Ron and Dr. Scheibel. I'm 100% against Speedboat Beach and Elite Power. And this is a race I'll be betting heavily. Heavily? Heavily. That's a relative term. What is heavily? Well, he- like he- heavily, single, heavily, like heavily to me. I don't is even like, know the amounts. Who cares? Like heavily, heavily for me is like a hundred bucks to win, and a fifty dollar exact a box. That's pretty strong. I think you might have some people on Twitter that reach out and want to book that action. <laughs> okay, like so- like like Swift Griff. <laughs> okay, so now we get to, so now we get to the segment which which I love this segment of the Breeders' Cup anyway, and that is your top three plays because we got fourteen races. You, you can only pick you you can't send it in on fourteen different races. You got to pick and choose your spots, right? So who are your three top plays, and and that and 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 add value consideration into that, not just like the horse that you think is going to win. Like Tamra or Candied, but who who value wise, who are your top three plays? See, you should have you should have prepped me for this. Um, I didn't know this was coming. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry about that. It's okay. First time. Well, we can go with we can go with Chris first. While while you uh, sure. while you uh, while you vacillate. Mm, that sounds inappropriate. <laughs> Dude, I I think any any anything I say is gonna sound inappropriate <laughs> too. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I think your mom, we have to talk with your mother <laughs> because you just go to the gutter with everything. <laughs> I don't even know what he, look, I can't, I'm not the one saying these things. It's like, you know, looking at me like I did something wrong. It's like, wait a minute. All right, I think I got. Did, uh, your, go did your mother catch you in your room vacillating? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, you're not talking to. So. All right. All right. So, Chris, your top three plays. No, wrong. Benny said he was ready, but yeah, we might want to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, can you do me a favor? Can you can you bleep that name for me, please? Yeah, so I'm, being dead, I'm being dead serious. I don't I don't need a lawsuit coming my way. Fucking yeah. I mean, yeah. even though it was public information, like I didn't say it, he did, but I nonetheless, I just don't need that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'd say bleep that one out. The for sure. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I deserve some. You know, I deserve a bone here. I mean, I've, it's been two yeah, and a half hours. I, I don't think we want to put any names. <laughs> so you're the one laughing down. now. You... <laughs> well, I didn't say it wasn't funny. I'm just saying it's not appropriate. Okay, just it's stop not... talking, Benny. Chris, go ahead. No, he said he's ready. He's ready. He's got his top three. No, but I need. He needs to step it back. So go ahead with your three picks. Okay. Chris. All right. I'll go with mine. So two of them are easy because uh, based on value, I mean, Joshua Crone and Shariar, I think are huge value. Um, after that, you know, the prices of the horses I really like aren't big. So it's kind of hard for me to decide which is the best. I'll probably just go with Speedboat Beach. I mean, it's not going to be a big price, but if I, if I hit some races before that, I'll be making a big bet that will go through him in the Breeders' Cup betting challenge. So, you know, if there's a horse I really want to win, if I'm, you know, if I'm tapped out at this point, it doesn't really matter. But if I'm having a good day, I really want to see Speedboat Beach win because I'm pretty confident he, he can, and that's where I'll be betting. So I'll go with my third horse is Speedboat Beach. So Jasper Crone, Sharyar, and Speedboat Beach. Okay. Uh, Benny, what do you got for your top three? Come on, come on, Charter. It's me, Cheese. It's Cheese. Come on, who you got in the first Who you like in the We're going to go with Candied. And we're going to go back to back. We're going to fire in a double Candied to Carla's Way. The old Seahorse. The old Seahorse double. Yeah. The old uh, Fast and the Furious extra. Um, dang it, I had, I had it, I had it. Those two I liked quite a bit. Anything on Saturday? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling here. Oh, I like Clarier. Clarier. Come on, Trotter. Who do you like? Who do you like? Come again? Come again, Trotter? Okay, I'll, I'll 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 give my I'll give my three picks while Benny mumbles. Um, my three picks have changed, but the uh, since the previous pod, but one is stay consistent. And that is up to the mark. I love 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 him, especially after wow. you guys naysaying up to the mark. Now I love him <laughs> even more. I told you I thought he was going to run great. 
I just don't think that. Okay, you I know, you're just being contrarian. You're like, no, I think he's going to run great, but oh, you love him? Well, maybe you shouldn't love him. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, so up to the mark, Casa Creed and the Chosen Braun. Those are my three top, top plays. I will be betting significant coin on all three of those horses. All right. Let's all right. do this. Well, let's if, any, this. if anyone's still fun. listening, if yeah, they'll have heard our top three. <laughs> I apologize to everybody. Look, when you don't sleep on Breeders' Cup week, this is what you get. This is what you get. I, you know, people had to know this is how I am. People, my friends know me. This is how I am. When I'm not sleeping, you know, you get a little punchy sometimes. I, you pulled I have the to Irish, say, you pulled the Irishman from me. I I, I do have to say, I've never <laughs> laughed so much during a pod. But that's yeah, good. The Irish, See, you need. Uh, your Irish brogue was the highlight for sure. Um, your imitation of a Dane O'Brien was was good. Well, right. I, I should hope he didn't say anything like I did, but um, yeah. Okay, because it's going to take me like ten minutes to find that comment to bleep out. Yes, I will try to end this pod now. So I would like to thank our guest. Benny South Street, Benny. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, before before we close this down, you promised me last time that we were, instead of the Boogaloo, we were going to play some Nipsey Hustle to close out. That well, was I, gonna, did, I did not promise you that, but... Um, but You said, yeah, we well, didn't say the words Nipsey Hustle, but, <laughs> but I said, hey, I, wanna, I, want, I want an outro with Nipsey. And you said, okay, and you kind of chuckled. So well, first of all, you're completely making that up. But, but I'm willing to listen to Nipsey Hustle. What song should I put in there, just in case, just in case oh, I can yeah. pull this off? Okay, let's do this. Nipsey Hustle. Let me let me bring something up. You guys are gonna love this, by the way. Oh man. You know, the, they're, they're like the New York Times crossword puzzle often says it's like 2015 rapper. And I never know the answer, even though oh, I, dude, I, I, I like me. I rap. Got you. I, I like rap, but um, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, not allowed to text people. Double up. Double up. Okay, Nipsey Russell. No, Russell. What? <laughs> Nipsey Russell. <laughs> Nipsey Russell probably wouldn't be a very good. You love rap, dude. Something. You don't love rap. Don't. <laughs> You, you see why I get Keeping stuck. Real this is why I can't do the crossword puzzle. Okay, yeah. Double up, Nipsey Hustle. Hey, appreciate you guys. This has been fun. Glad you chuckled a little. Maybe we gave out a you know a couple winners along the way. Okay, I'm so heading back into the replay a, booth. You're not going to give me a song. I just did double up. Double up. Double okay. up. All right, I'll see what or, I can or do. Or motivate. Or or motivate. Or motivate. Either one. Oh, now you're just confusing the issue. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I'd like to thank our guest, the Nipsey Hustle loving Benny South Street. Thanks for taking the time, man. You got it. You got it, brothers, from another mother. See you at the Breeders' Cup. And uh, let's run one, too, Chris.
Might as well. Someone's got to do it. Sounds good to me. All right. Sounds good. That will conclude show number 249 of the Sport of Kings pod. Good luck at the Breeders' Cup, and please enjoy the Brooklyn Boogaloo Blowout. No, double up. Woo-hoo. I'll see. I'll see you on Sport of Kings. Yeah.